genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheen, and I'm here today with our full house of co-hosts, Sean Batiste. What's up, everyone? Casey Crawford. Hey, I'm back. And RJ Vite. Hello. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you. We'll also do our best to try to catch you up on stuff you may or may not have read. Our top stories today are X-Men 1 by Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu and Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. So, uh, yeah, I got all the names right without yeah, stumbling through them. Yeah. Nailed. I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm like, I'm like, a, an, a, I'm, I'm growing up. You've only had to say Jonathan Hickman like 12 times. I know. I That <laughs> I should, I should get. That's, you know. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. All right, so Sean, you want to start us <laughs> off with uh, your t- your top picks? Sure. Uh, let's start with Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall, number one. Uh, it's Tales from the Dark Multiverse. I'm oh, sorry, Tales from the Dark. It's a very long title. <laughs> we almost had it. Uh, so the, close. By shut Scott- it, just shut it down. Yeah, sh- <laughs> I'm going home. I'll see you guys later. Uh, it's by Scott Snyder and Javi, and the art is uh, Javi Fernandez. So this is... um. I guess they're doing a whole series of these of Tales from the Dark Multiverse, I guess, because at the end, it seems like there's going to be a Superman one, but Casey, yeah, you can tell me if I'm wrong. No, I think it's like the next week or the week after, there's going to be um, the death of Superman okay. in the Tales of the... So, so yeah, they're yeah, doing, doing like a whole series famous storylines from the DC, you know, retold canon, in the dark retold multi- of the Dark yeah, but so this Elseworlds. Dark. <laughs> yeah, but dark. Artist got it. Yeah, so this one is basically Nightfall, and if you're not familiar, that's the one where Bane breaks the Batman and he comes back. So in this one, uh, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, I guess, who took up the mantle? It was Azrael. Yeah. So in this one, Azrael takes up the mantle and he crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, he was crazy in Nightfall too, but then like Batman yeah. t- gets it back. So, so Batman came back. Yeah. As in Nightfall, as he does. Yeah. And uh, instead of Batman winning, he gets stabbed in the chest and Azrael wins. <laughs> so, <laughs> bummer. Now, yeah, big bummer. Well, he decides to keep it. He's yeah. like, he's like, I, I like this. I don't want to. Well, yeah. yeah, he fights back. He wants to ha- keep the mantle. He thinks he's the chosen one for Gotham that he can do what Batman couldn't. So he takes up the mantle as Batman and becomes this. He actually like, takes over the city. Uh, so they fast forward to thirty years later, and they're talking. Azrael's doing a city. You can kind of tell, like he's running a little, running out of juice. He's been using venom, uh, the same stuff that Bane uses to jack himself up uh and it's kind of wearing on him a little bit yeah that's what's making him crazy yeah because he's losing his mind his wife's like uh you crazy dude um but he doesn't care he's in control he's kind of become like this beacon uh, of gotham um so gotham's like a weird theocracy like he's like the king of like this like weird like yeah he's almost exactly yeah because he's all religion yeah he's very yeah this is religious, religious zealotry <laughs> gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> As if it can ever go right. So this is a pretty big book. So I'm going to kind of give you, give the bullet points of the things that kind of stuck out to me. So um, it zooms in, I guess they talk about like an anniversary. He's like, I do this every year. And he goes to this building and he, he talks to the preserved body of Bruce Wayne. Preserved severed head and torso of Bruce because Wayne. Because once a year he would go and 
cut off parts of his body and just keep him alive until Bruce Wayne admits to Azrael that he was right to be Batman. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So he just keeps him alive and tortures him for years. All, all because he doesn't want to say that someone else is Batman? Like yeah, any pretty much. Superhero. <laughs> pretty much. That is... Yeah. Wow. So then right after this happens, basically a full-scale attack comes on to Gotham and um, you don't really know who it is. You just these mysterious two people show up and one of them breaks the what's left of Bruce Wayne out of this like contraption uh, and then they flee to the sewers. And then you kind of find out so then you come to find out it's Bane's son and Lady Shiva, right? Yes. Yes. Which is uh, the head of the League of Assassins, uh, have rescued Bruce Wayne because they want to, because Azrael killed Bane. So they want revenge and they kind of want to reset and get everything back. So they're also, super- like Bane's son has like just venom naturally. Like, yeah. He can just hulk out when he wants to. Yeah. They said since Bane used it so much, it f- messed with his genetics so he can just like Bane out whenever he wants. Is this just absolute carnage? Venom, it might, it might be. Out. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Batman, absolute carnage. Good. Uh, Got it. So Null shows up for some reason. Yeah. So they've all decided basically uh, we're going to go take out Azrael once and for all and they need Bruce Wayne's help and to do that they basically have like these nanites that give him like the rest of his body the rest of his body back but he can fly and like almost have like an ethereal he can form fly with the nanites in like and a stuff. bat cloud yeah like a cloud of these micro machines i guess so it's it's almost like a venom symbiote <laughs> i'm but, i'm i'm filling in the, the yeah you're filling the in the blanks here so yeah. we'll just skip a lot of things in between <laughs> final battle uh bane's kid St- well they're fighting and since Azrael's out of venom he rips bane's son's arm off and just starts drinking venom out of his arm because he can make it naturally and then he tries to kill bruce wayne and they fight and then bane's son stabs him in the chest and they're like finally we won and um and you know they, we could finally bring gotham back and batman's like well you know and use gotham to like right the wrongs of everything and then bruce wayne's like uh, everything's broken. You guys are broken. You're just going to make it worse and just kills both of them. <laughs> and just <laughs> now you have this nanite Batman that presumably just can't die now. Who's just gone crazy. Yeah. And he's been in solitary confinement as an R as a, as a bodiless head while being for tortured. 25 years while being tortured while being tortured for so 25 basically, years. He's just lost his mind. And now he's basically invulnerable and now has control of Gotham. <laughs> fun. And that's how the issue ends. It I was like it. nuts. It was really fun. It was a cool story. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I for sure. have a, a strong inkling that uh, all these Tales from the Dark Multiverse books are not going to end well. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like they're going to have say. bummer yeah. endings. <laughs> yeah. I would have. Yeah. I would. That's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Probably safe. <laughs> there was a lot of really cool thing like the whole like them doling out justice he has just like a whole gang of like Azraelites, i guess that were just like Azrael says you're guilty and they just start chopping people's heads off like it was just yeah like, the, he had a from his church yeah he had a yeah, complete the, control the, of the the city like he was judge jury executioner literally he's judge dread he <laughs> kind of <laughs> that's a different book this week but <laughs> 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 judge dread came out i missed that one damn i already think that um the Batman who laughs looks exactly like uh, Judge Death from Judge Dredd. Looks just like him. I don't actually know who that is. 
<laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that train stopped. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar enough with Judge Dredd either. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I've seen the one with Carl Urban, and that's all I got for you. That was a good one. You haven't even seen the He's original. He's not judging one? that one. It's just Dredd. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, has a, he didn't get his promotion yet. <laughs> no, he just, he got a uh, vibe check. <laughs> he just became less judgy. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, no, wait, we got to go back. You haven't seen the Sly Stallone version? No. That good. You're fine. You You're say off. that like it's Perfect. important. See? Yeah, you say yeah. that like you should. Yeah. Right. No. It's not a good movie, but I just feel like it's a thing that everyone's seen. No. No. Okay. I only watch good movies. That's why I haven't seen Bad Dread. <laughs> I haven't seen The Witch. Get out. Oh, uh, yeah. Fired. You, you are no longer welcome in this house. <laughs> you are fired. <laughs> uh, but to wrap it up, this was a fun book. Really yeah. liked it. Um, yeah. And as as self-proclaimed, we didn't like metal. Which I'm... This was a good story. Yeah. I, this, I, is, this is a result of Dark Knight's metal. That is actually... Story, that is better it's than metal. a much metal. better story. Yeah. This was <laughs> better than... a result of metal now. Yeah. Yeah. This was better than the entirety of, of metal. Yeah. There's so, been a lot of cool like spinoffs from metal that are great, whereas metal yeah. sucked. Yeah. I Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. But who, who good knew? job, Snyder. This one was pretty good. Yeah. So... You're back to liking Snyder again. That's nice. I'm just going to live in the heyday of the, the new 52 and just be like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> this is nice. Sorry, I'm pulling up a picture of Judge Death. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. totally does look like that. Oh, wow, yeah, like he, he really he looks like he can see a lot better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that crossover. How much does he laugh? Is the... <laughs> is he, yeah. I don't think he laughs very much. Oh, though. well. Yeah. The judge who laughs. That's the crossover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, what's uh, what's at the top of your pile? All right, so I got uh, Something is Killing the Children, number two. Uh, it's James Tinney and the Fourth and Order Deladera. Del- Del- um, so as we laughed less, I, think, I, b- I believe we talked about it on the last, um, when number one came out a couple months ago. And um, we last left it with the, the monster hunter chick. She had found the one surviving kid from like he he was the one who was telling the story to all of his friends about yeah. the monsters and then all of his friends just got slaughtered by this monster so she picks him out of school and she's just like hey you want to you want to help me find these monsters and he's like yeah sure i guess okay <laughs> um so they like the book starts with them going to like an applebee's and she's like uh it's an apple beans oh apple beans i'm sorry <laughs> um but she yeah she basically tells the the waiter and she's like uh so i'm gonna just go like set up shop on this booth and you're just gonna leave me alone i'm gonna give you 50 dollars a day to just leave me alone he's like i can't really do that but okay i guess turns out that the the waiter is also the brother of one of the missing kids so like on top of the fact that like a lot of these kids were murdered some of them went missing so like i think at this point they're like 12 kids or something from yeah, this town like that so uh yeah, so like he recognizes the kid and is like, "Oh, that's the kid that like killed all his friends." No, and, like, he doesn't. He oh, it's the the, the other the yes. other waitress. Yeah, so the, the you know his coworkers is like, "Isn't that the kid that killed all his friends?" And then you know they're like, "That lady's really weird," and they kind of like come yeah, to. Yeah, she head. wants to rent a booth in a <laughs> restaurant, and she's also just basically kidnapped a child. That's like that's not bizarre. Just, just keep bringing him appetizers. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. you know, Don't let him leave. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's trying to set up a little base camp in this town. She yeah. has a hotel room. Yeah, which I, I don't, a, I don't really understand why booth. she did it at the restaurant. It's a little weird, but she's definitely like an eccentric character anyway. So, um, you ever been to Applebee's? It's delicious. <laughs> I, I actually is there just people <laughs> camping out in booths that they've rented? Hot take: Chili's is better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, duh. Obviously, <laughs> but um, you, it goes without saying. Good luck really. finding a Chili's. Though. <laughs> 
Yeah, so so basically yeah. she gets kicked out of the apple, be- uh, apple beans because obviously she does. Um, you know, that doesn't work yeah, out Yeah, I think she's well. a little suspicious. So she's like, yeah, you for just, well, because a knife falls out of her bag. Yeah, that's oh, that was why. it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why. And then she's like, you don't need to go. You gotta go. She's like, all right, you can keep the money, but don't, just don't tell anybody else here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she she yeah. goes back to her hotel room and um, she's got this like little like stuffed animal thing. It's like, adorable. This, yeah, this little like octopus like guy with and his little like sewn on eyeballs. The person isn't allowed to talk about it or ask about it. Yeah. Yeah, and we find out why. Because then it starts talking to her or she's talking to it and it's just responds. It, and it responds. <laughs> it also has a spirit in it. Yeah. So the very the last splash page at the very end is her like opening the door to like like the cops who are like questioning her and it's this like crazy octopus spirit. Which like, is very similar to like a spirit type thing in the first couple pages that the manager at the apple beans is like it's near him if you look at the front maybe i mean that was the monster that killed all the kids so yeah, but it was like lingering they could like kind of tell they it was like a presence it was there with him so yeah i think a really yeah like that it's like i don't think it looks like, like that loom- at all no but it's like a similar type of thing it's looming it's like a spirit type thing it's yeah looming so over them. so a thing that we that this that this issue establishes that i think is kind of cool is that um i think only children can see these things because this yeah like there's a big there's a big panel like whole page spread that like the the older brother the waiter is like going to getting into his car and the monster is just looming over him and he does he's looking straight at it and doesn't seem to see it so they're like pennywises seems well, like it yeah it, and it has no reflection because yeah. they show the mirror that there's so no reflection vampire there. pennywises <laughs> nailed it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming they are kind of parasitic on children's minds. It's not only at children, though. (laughs) How old is the woman? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, is dragging because he she well she's got to be at least in her twenties because she orders a. But she's like a monster hunter, so she's like in tune with it. I guess. Yeah, it's it's a cool world building to be like, huh? That's she hasn't encountered it yet, so we don't know if she can see it or not. But she's it's very obvious, you know, from all yeah from all the other like flashbacks. She's killed a bunch of them. I like that where it goes through all the flashbacks. Of yeah. Her. Well, yeah, the, really cool. the, the kid asks, like, do you have experience with this? And then there's just a page of her just... Viscerating monsters. Yeah, just k- crushing them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, once again, the writing in this issue was really cool. Like, the banter between her and the kid is, mm-hmm. is very, like, smooth and fun and funny. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this book's about a bunch of kids getting murdered. My, like, <laughs> like yeah. bounces back and forth between that really well. I, I liked this issue, but my problem was with the brother and the main character when he kicked her out it felt like it was like oh i can help you oh wait no we're fighting now that was, was a little weird happened so fast yeah. you mean it wasn't the panel placement in this issue <laughs> yeah, you seem pretty oh, upset that about was, that it was just it it's goes bad. through it's... uh the the binding the, yeah the the, page. the saddle stitching <laughs> yeah. like, uh it's it's weird because some pages it doesn't and then some pages it does yeah and it's like if but you're it, gonna do the layouts could have been better and yeah. it asks you to read uh all the top panels first and then going down yeah yeah uh so there's like you have to read uh in the crease and it's just it's it was a lot <laughs> it's really really odd layout yeah, but yeah, the, I, I feel like the book overcomes that. It's still, I'm still, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, continues the world building and is very intriguing. I enjoyed it a lot. I yeah. ripped mine, so uh, <laughs> I just, <On> purpose? <laughs> <laughs> just entertained by this clearly adult woman just roaming around this town with a child. Yeah, and no, nobody's like, and everyone's just like uh, eh, all right, I guess yeah, that's fine. fine. Yeah, this kid's already been through one traumatic experience. Go get kidnapped. It's fine. Yeah, screw him. <laughs> He's fine. Uh, so, uh, RJ, what do you got for us? 
Uh, we've got Metal Men number one by Dan Didio and Shane Davis. I'm into it. Bring it in. Let's do this. What, what are the Metal Men? <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, men who are, are uh, made of metal. And sometimes women made of metal. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> like copper and platinum. Uh, so I think this is their first introduction in Rebirth. But, yes. Oh, maybe uh, maybe not. I think they're, they were in Doomsday Clock. Some of them show up on Mars. Well, yeah, I don't care about Doomsday Clock. So this is their first introduction. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> you don't care about Doomsday Clock? You tried to make me read 11 issues of that. A yeah, to tell of you how bad good. it was. No, it's good. <laughs> it w- reading them all together, way better. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just pissed at the... Yeah, anyway. I, well, I, anyway, uh, this is their first time they've been in a solo book for a, a while, I think. At least until New 52. I don't remember. Um... So it starts with Magnus, who created them, uh, kind of reminiscing about their, his history. And like he talks about being competitive with uh, Ivo and Morrow, who are the other like AI creators in DC. Um, and essentially, you find out that he, had, he has been trying to make them uh, make the metal men sentient and that they're not actually like they don't have uh spirits of their own they're they're not individual uh personalities that they're all pieces of him so in this issue they've also find out they go into like his workshop and there's multiple copies of themselves like hanging around and he tells them that their emotions are actually his emotions and they're all tied to him which is completely new for the characters because they used to be like vision like they were all their own they were a family that's kind of horrific well considering platinum had feelings for him oh it's even weirder (laughs) and is that just narcissism i guess it's called self-love but mercury is like i'm upset like this this rage has to be my own because I'm I'm mad at you. And he's like, no, this is uh, the rage at myself for not being able to make you sentient all these years. And Oof. there's also another storyline uh, like that kind of uh, goes along with the, with this one about a metal that pops up um, in the challenger mountain, which has, moved since metal is this nth metal yeah it's okay. it's nth metal and it's asking for magnus by name so that might be the first time that he's actually encountered sentient metal so there so maybe he'll finally get his metal men correct uh with that person but we don't know that because the the issue ends with uh the metal like forming up and calling magnus hmm. um so it was interesting. I really like the characters. Um, it's cool to see them back. Yeah, I've actually never read anything with the Metalman, like at all. It's definitely characters that like I'm aware of, but I I don't think I've ever like. Well, they they've gone through a bunch of different, uh, like origin stories. Like there was one time where his whole family he had like a fiance and a and a friend and uh someone else all. Uh, like go on a trip and then they got like Fantastic Four. I was about to say that sounds exactly like Fantastic Four. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there was there was one, I think that was the nineties one where they they that happened. 
But um, so this is a completely new take, the uh, the one where they don't have any personalities. So it's it's, it's cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like the the premise a lot. The writing is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to ask because you know Dan Dindio is not known for he his stellar writing. He also doesn't get out of the office too much to write anymore. <laughs> so I think the last thing he wrote was the Phantom Stranger series. Nope, sideways. Oh, sideways. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and no one cared. I didn't read any of that. Yep. So. No one. No one liked it. Well, <laughs> ouch. Hey, Sorry. I'm just I'm that's just the sales baby. That's just capitalism speaking. It's not me. <laughs> that's the that's free an impartial that's speaking. an impartial take. <laughs> but the art is amazing. Yeah, seeing the art Shane, is really cool. Seeing Shane Davis do art again, it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's a book definitely worth reading just for the art, even if the writing is bad. <laughs> <laughs> the well, story I mean, sounds cool though. It's about, you know, characters with no emotion, so it sounds <laughs> Right on the nose. That's really all you need is just somebody to put the words on the paper. Sounds pretty easy to write. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, Magnus not... has emotions. Poor Magnus. Uh, now he gets to have a conversation with sentient nth metal, so that should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, those are words that just came I, out of my mouth. I always <laughs> liked Mercury from the metal then because he's like a liquid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they all... They Their powers are essentially whatever the metal can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is he just T-1000? Basically, the 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 cop from yeah. T T2. So he's yeah. got a really pointy nose. Yeah, which, whatever. Oh, always cool. Yeah. The Jughead <laughs> nose. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, none of you watch anime, so <laughs> long noses are like the. Is that a? It's a thing. So Adam, what was your topic this week? So my topic this week <laughs> was the mask. I pledge allegiance to the mask by Yo. Christopher Cantwell and Patrick Reynolds. So you convinced me to read this, and it was great. It is great. Yeah. This, the, the thing is, the, the Jim Carrey movie kind of put a shadow over the mask. Yeah. Um, it's not that. Yeah. Uh, the, the Jim Carrey movie, for whatever reason, they decided to market it towards kids. And they because made... it's a comic book movie, and comic book movies have to be for kids. I mean, right? it's not as good as Son of Mask. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> but, like, Jeez. the mask is not for kids. I, I remember I was uh, a kid. I, I think I must have been, like, 11 or 12, and I got this... Uh, the second story arc, uh, The Mask Returns, in trade paperback at a comic book store. I was like, oh, I loved that movie. And then, like, reading <laughs> it, it some, was like... Some clerk was irresponsible and let you buy it. It was like, holy crap, is that the most violent crap I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, like I, I think the mo at that point, the most violent thing I'd ever been exposed to was Mortal Kombat. So reading this was like, whoa! <laughs> but yeah, so basically, the the to kind of catch up on, on who The Mask is, so th there's this magical mask that whoever puts it on becomes a psychotic cartoon character mm -hmm. that the the public has has uh nicknamed the big head killer <laughs> and basically he's a rubbery cartoon character but no one else is so like he he has these like he commits these like cartoon murders <laughs> but like the results are what would happen in real life. Yeah, just completely horrifying. Yeah, Some, yeah the murders in this first issue are insane. They're nuts. So <laughs> I've only read this issue. Is he called Big Head in the other ones? Yes. Okay, That it sounded like it was something pre-established, so, but I wasn't sure. So basically, we, we open with, um, there are these kids in foster care who are being treated really, really... Yeah, just horrific abuse. Poorly. Yeah. <laughs> but first, who wrote it? Oh. I already said who wrote it. Did yeah, you? I started to interrupt, but he got through oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Christopher Cantwell, who we've already been talking about with Doctor Doom and everything. So he's he's been just killing it lately. Yeah, and, yeah. and and he does a really good job with this. So it it opens up with uh with these kids in foster care who are just being tortured. 
we'll say. And, you know, if they're good, they get to eat a spoonful of chocolate syrup. And if they're bad, they go in the dog cage and get electrocuted or something. Or like, that thought, sounds better than the chocolate syrup. <laughs> there's also a level of abuse happening. Uh, there's definitely some sexual abuse. Too. Messed up. Yeah. But uh, so <laughs> this this guy is like kind of the the foster father is kind of like hinting that he's about to sexually abuse this girl. And mm-hmm. then it cuts to him getting kicked in in the crotch very hard <laughs> and then punched through his head yeah yeah just just straight through i didn't, straight get, a, through. I didn't get a chance to read this one so yeah just watching john's face Holy flipping crap. through it is yeah. fantastic so then he goes to the foster mom so we we finally see it's big head yeah. he goes to the foster mom grabs a thing of chocolate syrup crams it into her mouth and then fills her so full of chocolate syrup that she explodes <laughs> dude Oof. What a way to die. What oh a way to goodness. die. Like D- death by chocolate. Am I right, guys? I mean, I've seen a lot of restaurants <laughs> promise that sort of thing, but no one delivers to this degree. That is yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, truth and marketing. <laughs> yeah, this is uh death this isn't chocolate. just a brownie with a little bit of stuff on it. This is a death by chocolate. <laughs> um anyway. So so then, you know, the the last thing we see from this scene is uh one of the 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 foster kids looking on and the the big head mask guy is looking back it's messed up mm-hmm. yeah that's so so what i gathered from the rest of the issue not to like cut you yeah, off i'm kind of taking too long with this um well it, it definitely like so not having read any of the mask previously it seems like he's kind of like taunting people that had previously had the mask there's like a woman who's running for council or she's running for re-election as mayor yeah and then there's a cop um, who recognizes the the murders on the on yeah, TV? They, they, and he's just they, like, they oh, recognize God, the description, back. and they both just totally panic. Yeah, because the the last few times he showed up, his body count was like nuts. Yeah. So, but those those were people that had the mask, right? That's what because he there, like, there are people who have encountered the mask. Oh, okay. Because like at the very end, there's like these panels, and it's like him talking to them. It's like yeah, so you were always favorite. my favorite. Yeah. You were always my favorite. So it's like. Um, th- th- that woman had worn it at one point oh, kind okay. of in self-defense. Oh, okay. More, more or less. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, they also, uh, mentioned this guy, Walter at one point. Mm-hmm. Walter is just a mute who is just this gigantic dude. He's the only person who's ever been able to actually like damage whoever's wearing the mask. Oh, okay. But the, there's like this, I, I guess these are, these are. This is uh, some mob types who are like kind of talking about what are we going to do? And they're like, well, we wanted Walter, but instead we got this Canadian. Oh, God. And yeah. What is that? Dude? Really weird smiley guy comes in <laughs> <laughs> and just without breaking a smile, opens up a switchblade, cuts off one of his ears and just eats, eats it. it to yeah. prove what? his worth, <laughs> to prove that he's worthy of this job, which I guess is taking care of Big Head. Which, yeah, I'm that's curious to see that. I mean, that's happen. a good way to prove that you're worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like, you know, is trying it? to audition for a baker. <laughs> but yeah, but the very end is the, 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 the guy who's like about to drop out of the race for mayor. Was it president? I think it was president. Yeah. And um and, yeah, and he's just like, "Oh, I, you know, my numbers aren't up. I'm I'm just going to give up." And then he finds the mask and it's like, "Oh god." Well, I, we we kind of we kind of skipped a part where um the the guy who took care of these foster parents mm-hmm. goes out onto a bridge and just throws it into the water. Yeah. yeah. And then we that cut to question. this candidate like on the phone on the riverbank like just kind of going like, "I give up." And then the mask just washes up. Yep. 
So then we <laughs> so cut later to... Essentially, we live in a society. Is, <laughs> we live in a society. Is what I got from the mask. <laughs> so this is more following the actual mask than an individual person who has the mask. It's multiple people that have encountered the mask okay. previously. Right. And, and this, this one cop has encountered the mask too. And he's like, he like runs to the, the local precinct. He's like, guys, you, like he's asking for this one cop who turns out he's been dead for a while. Does the, does the mask... Uh, target people for it to wear or do people find it? Like, does it have any uh, divination in who finds it? It's kind of serendipity. Okay. Like, uh, so the... the like, the clearly f- the people that get it, he, the mask would benefit from g- having them get it. So it's like it's, uh, a little bit of both. Not, not even so much. Like, the first person to get it was Stanley Ipkiss who bought it as a gift for his girlfriend mm-hmm. and just kind of put it on and became a lunatic. And then it... Uh, he ends up dying, and this cop gets it and wears it and kind of uses the powers to just kill as many mafia dudes as Vigilantism possible. Vigilantism becomes the Punisher. Basically. Yeah. And then um, later on, some, some mafia guys uh, do a hit on this cop, and he had been hiding it under the concrete in his basement. So he was like trying to dig it up while these guys were at his house, and he gets killed. And these guys find the mask and they just, um, they're like, oh, well, the guy's dead. We'll, we're going to take the mask. And their getaway driver is this guy with like a stutter and he's kind of dopey. And the one guy just puts it on him while he's driving. Oh, God. And then, so then you have this like dopey guy who then just kills everyone in this mob family. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So it's, it, it's just kind of chaos. Yeah. Like it just kind of just people happen upon this mask and they just turn into this maniac well i see how they got kids moving (laughs) right but but anyway it it ends with basically this candidate putting on the mask turning into big head and then announcing that he's going to be president of the united states which is plausible yeah a psychotic cartoon character becoming the president (laughs) what kind of reality would that be (laughs) crazy just pure unadulterated absurdity I'm speechless. I have nothing. Yeah, I was. I'm really excited about. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. I, I didn't realize it. there was so much like lore behind the mask. So I learned a lot. Yeah. You talking about it? That's really yeah, cool. he's a homicidal maniac. Yeah. yeah, there's no masking it. All right, so Sean, what else you got for us? All right, so my next one is going to be Once in Future number three. Uh, this is by Karen Gillan and Dan Mora. Uh, so this is, I think we talked about the both issues at this point, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is our new take on King Arthur and such. Evil nationalist King Arthur. So we catch up with our, with the buffoon's grandson and grandmother escaping because they've been found by new King Arthur. Yeah, because issue two ended with her like, don't make any sounds. And he like trips over a rock and then all King Arthur and all the like, resurrected ghouls just flip around and look at them it's like cool great now we gotta fight those those dudes yeah so they pretty much have to get the heck out of there so this is a little firefight ensues little world building little background um you kind of find out you know they get out of there she the grandma's just awesome we, um, we find out she has a weakness though physical ability oh yeah she's yeah, like cause she ho- old she like can't run she away. can't run very yeah. far yeah. so the, the the grandson picks her up at one point and is running out of this thing but you kind of learn that until the normal world that, you know, that they're in this like old church, I think it's where he got resurrected, but until they 
cleanse the land, they're kind of stuck in this other world, so they can't really go out and just kill everybody yet. So they're kind of confined. So they escape. Arthur's talking to the woman. He decides he needs a uh, he needs a better sword. So yeah, because like, the one that he found is not Excalibur. Yeah, and they don't. Yeah, and it's not necessarily. I guess they talk about that. It's not really Excalibur he needs, but it's like the sword and the stone or whatever. Because yeah, Exc- so he, she she does a really good job of explaining that like the mythology is more important than the reality. Exactly. So like, she's like, yeah, not Excalibur in a sense, but the sword and the stone. Well, she does a good job saying that the mythology is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Right. She, she <laughs> says that uh, it's, uh, it's not necessarily the stories that occurred, but the, like, how they relate to reality. Yes. So the yeah. so, Excalibur... Uh, yeah, I, I phrased it exactly opposite. Excalibur <laughs> was, belongs to the lady in the lake. Um. Right, but there is the sword and the stone, which gives him the power. So right. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what it's more about, not necessarily Excalibur itself. Right. So Excalibur could exist, but right. The, also, there was an interesting thing that I don't know if I read it wrong, but she said this Arthur uh, seems to be something something. So I wonder if yeah. this is if there's mul- if there's multiple Arthurs or if this Arthur was taken from a specific timeline and then other ones have been brought back. Yeah, I think they did because they talk about like a specific. This Arthur seems to be from like this specific time. So period. maybe so he, they could be looking for certain different things. Like I think you know a different sword could you know the sword and stone could mean something different because if, if it's a different Arthur. Well, it also plays into the fact that they're choosing people to become the knights. So the mythology is more like a framework that that other people can plug into, like. Anyone could be Arthur. You just have to re- like it doesn't have to be right. that specific body. And kind of on yeah. that note, they go to find out about the history, which turns out to be the woman that the grandson was on a date with when she escaped. When the grandmother yeah. in escaped the very beginning of issue one, the very very beginning of issue one. So they just show up at her house at like midnight and say, "Hey, we need help." And the grandma has a gun on her. And it's like, "Oh god." <laughs> I, that was a really good like interaction where he's, he's like, "She's probably not going to shoot you." I mean, she already shot me, but like we're family, so like you're probably safe. He's also like, "You can't just point guns at people well, and get your way." It seems to be working so far. Well, he says like, "She won't shoot." And she's just like, "Let me guess. You do that pause every time you lie." <laughs> yeah, that was a really good interaction. So, this woman clearly has something, so like they, they flash to like an archive and the grandmother's like yeah it's there yeah here's the combination to this lockbox, and here's the key that's going to open what's inside of this and i guess it's like maybe something from her ancestors great i can't well it's not super clear like a colleague Um, oh it was a colleague of hers right yeah the one thing that i thought was really cool was that the the reason why they're able to use his not girlfriend because they went on one date right his right. his date was because the story brought them together yeah she's and like, she at one point she says like oh the the adventures got you real good like yeah. something like that which well, it's because like, they say they need a doctor of history right and so he's like oh i was just on a date with one of and those. that's how <laughs> <laughs> how convenient and yeah. that's how the questing beasts uh affected too so clearly exactly. the the story um is molding itself yeah in reality to, to their reality yeah. as they get through it so and attach themselves yeah. i like i like i don't know if there were pieces of that that i could have picked up on the other two but this issue really made that clear and i, I yeah. find that a much more interesting uh like world building than uh just normal yeah it's really cool storytelling it's really good like 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 literary device and it's also like 
Yeah, it makes me want to reread it. I like when I feel like I miss. I just like when conveniences are explained with it. It doesn't matter if it's the stupidest reason. They just came up with a reason for it. Like you didn't have to, but you did, and it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's and that's kind of what the grandmother's saying. Yeah, that's kind of hurt. Like what you're exactly what you're saying before. It's like this is just just kind of keep up. Well, it's cool. (laughs) I I find it (laughs) I find it really funny that she's like uh, everyone's freaking out about oh all these things are are real. And she's like, you just, you paid too much attention to uh, fantasies when you were, oh yeah, when you were younger. Like, uh, you've been, she says, you've been watching all those movies I told you not to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to apply movie logic to what's happening. She's like, no, you're an idiot. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> and just stop. Even she's, she's says that even the myths are grandized. Like, right. you can't just pay, you have to, she has such a, like a logical way of thinking about, uh, the mythology yeah, she's about, about the literal magic that yeah. is going on around them. Yeah, she's looking at the kernel of truth in the mythology and not necessarily the mythology itself. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of get the team together now and they go to this old church, I guess, where which would be like the other world where Arthur can be and they kind of see... Yeah, it's where Arthur was... Um, uh, yeah, they see some spirits and he they see Arthur and his knights gather around a sword in the stone and that's when they have the conversation about Excalibur that we just talked about. Yeah. And then the woman who resurrected them brings in her son, which was not the grandson. Which yeah, we, were wrong we predicted about. it was going to be the grandson, so, and it wasn't. So, and then <laughs> it was it was the the white nationalist lady. It was son. yeah, it was his like, her she son. Had a kid and she's to, a grown like, son. Yeah, and he's in like a in full knight out armor and everything, and like the the grandson was just like, oh, I wonder how much that getup cost. Like, because he just kind of looks ridiculous. <laughs> but like, this is his he's like, like calling. Plate mail. Yeah, yeah, like he looks ridiculous. It's like Adam Savage over here. Yeah. <laughs> so then basically the uh, the grandmother saying we got, you know. Like the, there can be, we if, if there's no Galahad, we can't, there, there'll be no Arthur. Yeah. And then it just ends with her like well, no, Galahad, scope. Yeah, well, Galahad has to find, um, what does he say? Galahad has to find the grail. And they're basically saying if Galahad doesn't find the grail, there'll be no Arthur. And her salute, and she's like, all right, well, we'll figure it out. Just kneel down tells oh, the grandson yeah. <laughs> to kneel down and she gets something out of her bag and it's like and then they, like you said then it just ends with um with him in in the scope as she's using the sniper on his shoulder yeah so her solution is yeah he can't find the grail if he's dead <laughs> and that's kind of that's exactly where the issue ends um the yeah, world like building in this. I like that she's like, yeah, you just need to kneel. It's like, oh, is it a God thing? Do we pray for divine assistance or like scare the undead with crucifixes? And because he's like kneeling. She's like, yeah. shh, don't ruin my shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. So the banter between them. And also we get a little bit more of like the, the relationship between the two. And she was kind of like a distant guardian. Like she raised him and it was a lot of like. Well, she, she tried to protect him. She's yeah. like, he's like, why didn't, why didn't you tell me? She's like, you were going to find out or you weren't now you found out so let's deal with it like she's yeah. very it's it reminds me a lot of very the, logical. um like sean connery indiana jones like like yeah. relationship where it's like they're just now in through the adventure getting their like relationship but they never had a relationship growing yeah. up you know that kind of thing she just kind of yeah raised him out of i don't she was probably whatever. off you know slaying dragons yeah exactly so. well yeah. yeah so was so was you know indiana jones senior i don't remember his name there were dragons <laughs> in indiana jones i don't remember that <laughs> His name is Dude, Mr. You gotta Jones. Watch the George Mr. Lucas Jones. Mr. Jones. <laughs> um, well, I know it's not Indiana because that's the dog's name. I don't remember right. Sean Connery's name. Uh, Junior. <laughs> that's my bad Sean Connery. 
<laughs> it's good. Well, that's really it's bad. It's kind of like a Bane. It's going to meet Casey's 30s voice in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're going to play poker. That, that's what happens when you just jump into a voice without practicing. <laughs> you got to warm those up you first. Warm them up. Yeah, because if not, they just sound like four different voices. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it sounded like Bane from uh, Dark Knight Returns. Sure. Born in the dark. Oh, you just have to put your hand over Gotham's your mouth. Reckoning. <laughs> yeah, talk You've merely adopted it. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost any viewer. People any are listener. just. I'm sorry to our listener. Running to their phones <laughs> to shut this off. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I apologize to uh, to Mike and Megan and Omar and those are the three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, so to wrap this one up. Art is great. I'm loving how they depict the the spirits and like how Arthur, like as he's getting more and more powerful, he's just getting more stuff around him. Like he's got like some muscles now. He got like a cape. Yeah, he's like slowly he's accruing slowly, his like adventurer like yeah, RPG slowly turning, costume. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's leveling up slowly. He's getting clothes as his character uh, evolves, which is fun. Um, like I said, the banter between the the grandmother and now we've introduced woman he had one date with into this fun nonsense yeah, so, girlfriend. so she's she's there with them when it's they definitely um, not girlfriend no. yeah she's watching the door right now basically it's like watching guard so it's um it's fun it's a really fun book the art's great yeah too I, it's um, disappointing that it's only six issue mini yeah but i feel like that's gonna make it it's gonna really be good. it's gonna be very good yeah it's definitely going in a direction but also it I makes want it more. more special yeah yeah because <laughs> like a story a, a story like this if you have it just go forever like it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same did you, you want Wigan Divine? Yeah, but he set that up. It's like I have a two. That's a two-year story. You know what I mean? Right from the jump, they tell you this is. That was like, yeah, six years. Yeah. Well, like in <laughs> in book years. in book like from the first issue, it's like, yep, they come, they die, stuff See, happens in between. Like my whole thing, they is, set it up right from the jump. I love like mythology and stuff. So using King Arthur, I'd read a hundred issues of this. Yeah, it's, I I would too, but I feel like. I don't know. It's, it is nice it when they loosen. know what the ending is yeah. and there's like a really concise like so, sometimes it works. Sometimes you want, you know, X-Men, I'm going to want the 40 years of it, but yeah. give me this forever please. Yeah, yeah, but this one, you know, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll be, be cool just to be see him where conquering it's going. the world. Like yeah. that's like the only real way they could keep this story going. Yeah. Just turn so. the USA into Camelot. And Ooh, like like GI Joe, like Man in the High Castle, but Camelot. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go for like when they turn the USA into Camelot, like an X Men, but we can go with that. That too. Or or Asgard. <laughs> there was that whole uh, siege. Story yes. Arc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Karen Gillan, if you're listening, I got some <laughs> ideas for you. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes you just you do want an ending. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I think this one will be very satisfying when we get an ending, win, lose, or whatever happens Win, lose, or draw thing. i don't know <laughs> a draw is that just yeah i don't know what a draw would be in this arthur's still alive but he has no galahad i guess he's just yeah. like just a, a ghost scary skeleton he's just, just a scary like, he's a just, scary spooky skeleton <laughs> just like haunting random churches it's like the the ending of severed when they defeat the bad guy but then it's like 30 years later and the character's all grown up and he looks outside the window and it's and the monster is still there just walking amongst people it's like oh all right well happy ending <laughs> spoiler alert from Jeez. Severed, the Scott Snyder hardcover single trade paperback that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. Spoiler alert. For yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, we're spoiling last week's comics on the show. Yeah. Exactly. Not, <laughs> not 10 years ago comics. RJ. I, that was on my list. All right. <laughs> that was on my God, Halloween list. Read my it. spooky. I, well, spooky. I don't have to now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. I don't know how that works. 
God. Wow. I, I knew when I hit record on this episode, it was going to be a weird one. Oh, for sure. Here we are. All right, Casey, what else you got? All right. I got Absolute Carnage number four. Uh, I, w- I was vying for this to be a top story, but uh, Jimmy Olsen did kind of beat uh, it I up. Was, I was honestly disappointed in this issue. Really? So I it's was... definitely a bridge issue to get you to the big the big one next next issue. I yeah. was disappointed because the second page had that freaking Geico ad. <laughs> <laughs> Our arch nemesis. Dude, seriously. It, From that, last that up, ad, it's awful. Marvel, if you're listening... Get rid of this Marvel, ad. if you're listening. Yeah, Mar- <laughs> all, Mr. Marvel, Marvel, sir. Mr. <laughs> so, Mr. or Mrs. It Marvel. was in X-Men, too. And it- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who wrote it? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I quit, you guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I was all trying right, to tell uh, Casey. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mrs. or Mrs. Marvel. <laughs> or Mrs. Or Ms. Ms. I don't know. Well, that's, just, <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a character. She doesn't work for Mr. Marvel. Or Ms. Um, um, all right. So it was written by Johnny Cates, uh, art by Ryan Stegman, as always. It's been fantastic. I mean, the art is probably like one of the big draws for this for me. But um, uh, Yeah, the art's great. Uh, it's so good. So uh, one of the, the slightly disappointing parts is that uh, we get Venom Hulk the very end of the last issue. And uh, we, and we very lose him at the quickly very lose of this Venom issue. Hulk. Yeah, we yeah. did not get. Yeah, there was very not little nearly, Venom Hulk. I feel like they missed an opportunity to really have a lot of Venom Hulk. Was yeah. it was it in much of the tie-ins? Well, there is a, a whole tie-in. There's a whole tie-in issue. Is it is it like a miniseries or just a one shot? Uh, I think they're all. Oh no, some of them are miniseries. Uh, I f- it's probably a one shot. Yeah, I don't I actually don't know. know if it's a, if it's. But the one issue was really cool, and it was, it was mostly like a a catch up. Like if you haven't been reading Immortal Hulk. Um, absolute carnage fans can read that one shot and be like oh this the the hulk is immortal now (laughs) so that's for me that is for you yes uh you should definitely read it because immortal hulk is fantastic yeah i've heard good things yeah oh my god by Um, from mostly you (laughs) who's writing i'm behind too uh al ewing okay yeah um but yeah i'm behind i need to catch up so we can actually talk about it on the show uh because it's stupid good um anyway so uh basically they're being besieged by carnage car- carnages carnage eye carnage car- sure um <laughs> and uh so so eddie like grabs hulk's shield and g- grabs like the anti-venom like like gauntlet the and, power glove the power glove captain america's shield what'd i say hulk's Hulk shield. <laughs> oh, nice! I'm sick, you guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> also, I would read a book where Hulk had a shield. Like, that's just yeah, World it's War called Hulk. Planet Hulk. Yeah, it's Planet called Hulk. His yeah. Chest. <laughs> so yeah, so he grabs Captain America's shield and the anti venom. How did I get anti venom, but not Captain America? Your Whatever. brain is weird. Anyway, so it's he fine. just he just like goes like screw it. I'm gonna die doing this, but I'm gonna do it. And he like gets sends Spidey and the kids away, and he's just like make get them to safety. I like that moment. Yeah, it was yeah, really cool. Yeah. It's a, there's definitely a good hero moment. I was but. It's like, I really liked it, but it's also juxtaposed with how can he lift that? <laughs> oh, that's a really good point. That is yeah, good. it's, yeah. isn't vibranium really heavy? I the only reason why uh, he can lift it is because... I thought uh, it was light. I yeah, think I that thought was it was a lightweight, it's, it's but super strong. strong. I mean, it's, it's lighter than adamantium, but it's still solid metal. Yeah, but well, I think it's a light, very strong but metal, though. Cap has super strength. Yeah. yeah but so that's All how right. he throws it. But yeah. Oh, most well, most guess, other people that don't have super strength have difficulty. Is it, is it light it. in the movies? It like, is light in the movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. It yeah. might be no, it no. might be weightless. It, I, I thought the whole thing was that it was like as light as aluminum, but it's like almost adamantium. So it strong. could bounce off stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah, mm. that might be true. I was just thinking because of Cap's super strength that it allowed him to do. All I think that's why he could throw it so accurately and stuff. But like, because most other people can't. But yeah, do it's that. not like Mjolnir, like where he would hand it to someone and then it would, they would just like fall on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they would definitely struggle to hold it. But yeah, I don't think it would be impossible. Yeah, but yeah, so he so he has this really cool hero moment. He sends them away to like you know like get them to safety. I'm gonna go just basically commit suicide fighting these carnages. And there was a great moment with Spider Man where he was like pleading with spider-man to watch the kids he's like dude you know my thing like as long as i'm standing these kids are going to be fine yeah yeah that was cool too that was really good and it's like also really sad he's like eddie is fighting miles specifically which he just watched get like sucked into the carnage and it's like oh man like brutal that's intense um yeah, he, uh, miles got it pretty bad yeah and yeah, then he, he like for a split second manages to save miles and yep. then just like gets like caught right back in it and it's just ugh. I like, um, there's a great moment where miles gets like blasted out of the symbiote and he's like, oh, my God, did I, like, kill anybody? Yeah, yeah. he's like, no, you're fine. Yeah. 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 Um, but but then, so basically, the the culmination of this issue is just like, okay, so now Carnage defeated Venom Hulk. Right. And got his symbiote. And got his symbiote. So he is, like, ultra-powered. Like, he, is, yes. he, was, he was unstoppable before, and now he is, like, the strongest there is. And much like... Uh, Johnny Blaze, he's got horns now. He's got horns now. He has a very cool character design. He was cool yeah. before because he's got this like weird skeletal rib cage like spinal column thing, but now he's got like crazy spiky horns and like like he looks evil arms. as hell. Yeah, yeah, he looks super evil. Super so, super not um uh fair beauty standards as far as his waistline because <laughs> it's just it's his really spine. an unattainable. Yeah, yeah uh, but like, how does he eat? I don't think he does. He just eats souls of, yeah. and codices. He just, uh, he's fueled by pure evil. Yeah. So does he poop? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he poops diamonds. That's, that's an important question, He poops RJ. pure evil, obviously. No, he uh, processes it into Listen, diamonds. there's this book <laughs> from my youth, and it, it, I don't want it to be, I don't want to be made a liar of. But everybody poops? Yeah. Including, uh, <laughs> including <laughs> symbiotes from space? <laughs> I just, I just need to know that the universe is a constant. Sure, sure, RG. He that eats, is the true constant. Poops. That's the true constant of the universe. I hope that's a spinoff. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to the bottom of the does bottom. carnage poop. Bottom. Okay. What else happened in this issue, Casey? Uh, so the um, the Avengers pop out of there. They were they were in like the Maker's machine. He was like getting the the code codices out of the you know like uh, Captain America, uh, Wolverine, the thing and somebody else i think that's all that's that all there. um so but they were like incapacitated while that was happening so then they find out they're like oh so the maker was hatching an evil plan these things didn't dispose of the codices it stored them so he had nefarious Be like because of course he did because of course he did but they, they knew that but they were like let's let's work with them anyway because we, we yeah. just we don't know what the evil thing is yet so right now he's, yeah because basically like a, he just created a buffet for carnage yeah right but, at this point with well of codices so so he thought but so then thought. then eddie like just breaks into them like so figured bare it out fist somehow. just like smashes into them and then he gets this like ultra symbiote because it's a combination of the anti-venom with Wolverine's symbiote and Captain America's symbiote and the Thing symbiote and he and they all retain part of the powers of like the, the the memories of the people that they had possessed previously. So then he he basically becomes Super Scroll, where he's got like a little piece of all of their powers. So he's like basically the only person that could even rival Carnage at this point. And he gets wings. And he gets well, he's had wings. All right, I keep forgetting he's, he can, every time I keep forgetting he can fly. Still, 
That's a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. Oh, man. I loved it. it was, that was that, great. That was an RJ joke. I will show sure. myself out. Yeah, it's okay. I'm disappointed I didn't think of that. that yeah, I really good. liked the last splash page of this where they- <laughs> I was thinking to myself, how would he get wings? <laughs> yeah. Where they show- Clearly. Where they show them flying them past flying, each other. Yeah, uh. like, like Venom chasing uh, Carnage. The other thing that makes me sad is that like he doesn't have his own his like buddy symbiote anymore. His buddy symbiote is gone. Oh yes, because he's now been absorbed. Cause he's because he was in of an in Hulk, and yeah. Hulk got absorbed into Carnage. So his like, yeah. his symbiote is, is yeah. Gone. They absorbed like the venom, for lack of a better term, into yeah. Like in, like in, he's in Carnage now. Yeah, yeah. So, so he just has like a soulless symbiote now. Well, I think he's it's got just other. I mean, it might not be the venom he's used to. I it's, guess it's he's yeah. uh, they're not they're not soulless. Yeah. They all they all have their own souls. They decided like to take a break, and yeah. they're just he's he's playing the field right now. That actually that that happened in, oh, the, in the venom run. That's so. It is kind of like a, a relationship. It's one hundred percent like know. a relationship. But yeah, no, he no he's, he's, he's he has a polyamorous uh, relationship now with all the Avengers symbiotes. Mm. We're gonna get to that later on in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Strap in. <laughs> So, RJ, what else do you have for us? Uh, Justice League 34 by Scott Snyder, James Tinian IV, uh, Bruno Redondo, and Howard Porter. That is too many team. people. Wow, that is everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, those are, those are some common names that we've heard on this show a lot lately. Yeah. Because well, we talk are... about every issue of Justice League at this point. <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, uh, among other things. As yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, I mean, James Tinian, this is the second James Tinian book this week. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Scott Snyder. Dang. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, you saw it. Sorry. <laughs> well, the storyline has followed. lasted for 34 <laughs> issues. So clearly there's multiple architects. Um, all right. So this issue, uh, it starts with uh, Cheetah and uh, Poseidon because they're using Poseidon to, to take on the Justice Society. But Cheetah looks like she skinned Chester and is just wearing him. I, <laughs> in, I didn't like in, the art for it's Cheetah. Really as in Chester weird. Cheeto? Yeah. Yes. Got well, it. Yeah, Snyder's, uh, it look like Snyder's dialogue is dangerously cheesy. So. <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting. I was like, if he doesn't say dangerously cheesy, I'm going to jump in there. Oh, man. <laughs> We're just advertisements this, this, this episode. RJ and I are on the same wavelength today. <laughs> yeah. For That's sure. I I would get off that wavelength as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, um, the so the Justice Society and the Justice League that are in the past uh, have to deal with Vandal Savage and his Legionnaires Club because they've apparently taken over Atlantis and they need the uh, conch shell of uh, Orion. Uh, how do you pronounce that? That's the old character from the eighties or whatever. Yep. Sure. Um. So yeah, the the past and the future guys. This is kind of like the end of the storyline of them all being in different timelines. They're yeah, all tr- they're all getting their totalities, and yeah. like it's all kind of like okay, and they're all kind of linking up. It. Yeah. They so they they have to wait for the future to get it, and uh then they're going to like open a portal and connect through the star men. So there's a star man in the past, a star man in the future and a star man in the current day. So they're going to, once they get the totalities, like open it up and sync the, their powers and then channel it through Hawk girl and the, the monitors. Uh, so there's the anti monitor, the monitor and the world builder. And they're, 
they've kind of formed into the Ultra Monitor. Yep. It there's yep. there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, so in the future, Commandy, uh, they were like really against the ropes against Brainiac. So Commandy goes to get more justice. He, he gets so, all the justice so leaks from all the different potential futures. So he goes, yeah, and he gets so he. So he goes to like the different like uh, future timelines and gets uh, Kingdom Come, Heroes, uh, Justice Unlimited from Batman Beyond, and a bunch of other ones. And, and a Watchman. Yeah, and a, a Watchman. and a Night Owl. He's just there. Uh, and DC One Million. So there's just a bunch of different uh, Justice Leagues. So they take down Brainiac, and they essentially they they all come uh, to the current day. Uh, Starman opens portals. And uh, so they're about to take down Lex and they, you know, the Starmen sync up all their powers and they're finally about to do it. And then Hawkgirl, just, uh, just she uh, end game Star Lords, uh, Lex Luthor and yeah. impulsively hits him and messes up the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. It's perfect. It's definitely Star Lord. That's like exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like- exactly what happened. <gasps> But it was also like, oh, yes. You uh, were so close and you just, okay. she doesn't even hit him. Okay. And then, yeah, like she doesn't, she doesn't have the strength to like, up, to uphold the portals. Well, she, so she had this like totality energy stored in her and she, through that whole issue, had been like m- conjuring weapons with it. Yeah, she'd been and using it. people were like, don't do that. You're going to run out of energy. But then, because <laughs> she's upset that Martian Manhunter was taken away from her and Lex Luthor is fused with him, so... She was just like, all right, this is my shot. I'm going to I'm gonna hit him. And then she misses. She also keeps saying, like, throughout the course of the book, she keeps saying, I'm going to hit him. And everyone's like, don't do that. And it's just through the stop, whole book. Just stop. It's just through, like, the last two issues. Just like, God, yeah. stop. Oh, so uh, frustrating. So frustrating. I, I read it, and I was like, well, he needs, he needs to expand the story to more issues because it's already gone on for 34 why not just <laughs> keep, keep, keep padding it, it out yeah Jeez. so basically perpetua wins perpetua like doom like this whole time they've been like all the humans on earth and across the universe i guess have been like favoring either justice or doom and the the scales tipped in doom's favor so like perpetua's like aha i have my power and she just literally just like plucks like the heroes that like oh you thought you were gonna beat me little star man and yeah, yeah. so perpetua has all her power now because i guess she was weaker um and also the first thing she does is turn the anti-monitor back into the anti-monitor from like crisis on infinite earths like yeah. the, the bad the bad one so she was just like negative energy and yeah. he's yeah. evil now and the first thing he says is hail perpetua and so like, they're really they're back to being. They're like super screwed again. Yeah, they're like super screwed one. again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All because Hawkgirl can't hit somebody. Yeah. What a jerk. Yep. Really Star Lorded it. Really Star Lorded it up. <laughs> it's. Gotta I it up. really like seeing all the characters from the different timelines. So yeah, it you know, that, sucks that the book's out cool of for that. Timeline. Yeah. It's or, just. I, it's so exhausting. I I really like the story, and it feels rewarding that it's gone on so long. But it's it's I'm getting a little tired now. Yeah, this this <laughs> like that. like oh we're gonna win. Just kidding. It's just like god damn it. Yeah, this, this, seems, this seems like a real investment at yeah. this point. Like yeah. no, it is. Yeah, it's like, a lot. Yeah, you've already been reading it, be- it this long. Where you could just yeah. stop now. You can't let it beat you. Yeah, at this point, like yeah. Doomsday Clock. <laughs> It's can't exactly let it beat like you. Doomsday clock. Doomsday clock is like waiting in real time. This is 
But you can't let it beat you either way. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to defeat fair. the book. <laughs> All right. So that brings it back to me then. Uh, I had Steeple, number two, by John Allison. I love this book. So it's fun. Yeah, I'm disappointed I didn't get a chance to read it. It's a really fun book. So um, our uh, our main character, uh, uh, Billy, the uh, the young priest or young vicar they keep calling her a vicar yeah i don't know the difference i don't either yeah that's (laughs) but uh she kind of she goes out to try to you know do some good in the community Mm -hmm. um and she she meets this group of teens who are just like just shitty teens (laughs) as Um, opposed to (laughs) no but like (laughs) i anymore like i'm getting to that age where when i see a group of, of teenagers they like confuse and kind of scare me all at the same time <laughs> that's that's kind of grandpa adam doesn't, yeah right doesn't, like, i don't, I don't, like I don't the know about these kids <laughs> that's kind of that was the the reaction i had to them they're just like like just kind of just like i don't know it's hard to explain they're they're just like they don't care about anything kind of kids <laughs> nah. but like they're they're like spray painting or whatnot and she's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna turn these kids into into decent folk and she, she finds out that uh they're, the one is like a very specific kind of rapper. SoundCloud? No, it's like Cornish. Well, yeah, because I, I think they're talking like that and like the other town. Yeah, it was. Oh, because it's very British. I think it was Cornish. Yeah, yeah it's it very, very British, British stuff. Yeah. Speaking of the rappers, they kept saying the type of hat he had and it broke my brain. Every, I couldn't oh, pronounce balaclava. I could not pronounce that word in my head. I just I was like, I got to just get past this. Like, why do they keep saying it? Over it's, and it's over. Like a, it's like a ski mask. Because yeah. you won't take it off. Well, I get that, but you don't just say his hat. Yeah, he's wearing like, a why, he's wearing Why do they say that because, specifically Because it's a ski mask. It's not a, it's not a hat. It goes over your face. It's not even really so much a ski mask as it is a balaclava. Because also... <laughs> oh, got it. Also, they're weird people. This whole book is just weird people. <laughs> yeah, it, they're very strange. And um, so like... But strange in a polite way. Right. In a polite British kind of way so british yeah yeah, yeah. what'd you call it good omens meet good good neighbors, good neighbors. <laughs> i don't know if anyone knows what good neighbors is <laughs> i get that reference <laughs> <laughs> are you being served the, i just watched british sitcoms when i was growing up who doesn't so a vicar is like someone who works on like the orders of like a bishop and stuff like the administrative a priest is someone who can do like a pre- is like the general term like vicar is like a very specific type of priest oh i didn't know that i yeah. thought it was just kind of like british slang for priest yeah oh, thanks google yep. yeah thank you google Appreciate but it. but anyway so she 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 meets these uh these kids she finds a bike um so she's like oh this will help me get around so she crashes her bike and meets these kids and they kind of they're like I love how every vehicle she tries to use in this town she destroys destroys or just tries to destroy her in some way like yeah. it's like just walk <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna die if you don't walk around this town it's also very good omens there's a lot of like cars getting crashed yeah, just like zany stuff <laughs> yeah but uh so she she kind of she kind of gets turned off by these kids and then she goes uh back to a coffee shop and she's talking with the uh the satanic priest that we meet in the first issue and the satanic priest is is who tells her that these kids are like uh she kind of fills her in on their interests and like maybe a way in 
by mm-hmm. like you know their rappers and all this stuff and she uh, <laughs> she tells her that she should call her like new branded youth group oh. god's plan it's awful <laughs> it was yes it was because just... apparently splan is like uh cornish for great <laughs> and then she even says the reference she explains she, the reference. No, no. Uh, she even goes God's plan as a question, and, and I was she's like, like no, "No, it's God's so plan." Yeah. Now we have a, just a Drake reference for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. I was like, "What is this book? Who? What? What was this written for?" British, I guess. <laughs> British fan. British fans of Drake. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of Canadian ones. Why not British ones? Yeah. Right. But she, so she Does goes, they have taste? She goes back to these kids and she kind of talks them into helping her clean up litter by the seaside. Mm-hmm. And the the it's kind of like the, something that they all want because like these kids live in this beach town. They're sick of these tourists. And the one kid mentions um, a whale had washed up on shore and his stomach is filled with six tons Barbecues. Of, of disposable barbecues <laughs> which made me look up what a disposable barbecue is and it's like the most wasteful oh god crap i've ever seen it's it's basically just like this aluminum one-use barbecue oh that's horrible they just wow, cook really? something on and then throw it away why would you do that like not even like like a like the buffet things that they put out like the you like sterno re- sternos that you yeah. can reuse it's no. literally a one-time thing yeah it's like um it, it's it's basically like an aluminum pie tin and there's like a a crisscross grate over it, mm-hmm. but it's like all one piece, and then inside there's charcoal. So like you couldn't use it again uh, if you wanted to. You couldn't put new charcoal in there if you wanted to. Right. Like that's dumb. It's awful. Yeah, like, geez. What? That's such an. That's got. That's got to be an American. And you can't thing, right? recycle it because there's charcoal in it. There's charcoal, there's charcoal in it. it. Yeah. You can recycle aluminum, but not if it's filled with charcoal. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> dumb. Makes sense why a well would be filled with those. Yeah, I, I just yeah. it made it made me angry. Also, but like, I, I like that. Billy's response to like the fact that there are monsters is just to help the community. Yeah. Because last well, issue, she's like so unaffected by the fact that well, there's an eyeball monster yeah. attacking her. She says it because it's like, oh, this is the priest thing. I'll let him fight the monsters. I'm gonna go be a. I'm gonna go talk to the community. It's like I, I'll let him. I do was it. like, it's what's fine. happening? She seems just, like he's got that. Yeah, like, I'm just fine. gonna go help the youths. Like you said, it's like a. <laughs> she said it feels like a passion project for him, so she's gonna let him do it, which is great. That is great. <laughs> so uh, we cut back to um, the older priest, and he's. Uh, like getting ready to go back out and kill some sea monsters mm. again. It's like he keeps calling them devil, the devil's sons from the deep. <laughs> and uh, very intense man. Yeah, Mrs. C, the uh, the housekeeper, gives him this giant cudgel, uh, which is like a kind of a bat. Mm-hmm. She's like, here, uh, use this instead of my good vacuum cleaner. This time. <laughs> it's like, do you want your usual weapon or the new vacuum? <laughs> so I had a question. Uh, what time place is this uh, period this is taking place in? Who knows? Yeah, because I don't know. I'm assuming wh- now. If yeah, he's, I'm getting a millennial vibe from these teenagers. Well, if he's if he's a uh, weird millennials, they're Gen Z. No, but <laughs> if the priest is a monster hunter, why doesn't he have any guns? Why does That's he keep not how like you kill monsters all the time, man? Because he's like Scottish or whatever. Yeah, so he's also, gonna bludgeon all of them. To well, death? they're in England where it's hard to get guns. <laughs> it also has to. What be... What if he has to fight like a gargoyle? It's got to <laughs> be. gonna hit it. It's got to be now because uh, in the diner, the satanic woman is showing her all the SoundCloud rappers on her phone. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. A, it's yeah. a now so it, time. So it is yeah. Modern. yeah, I was just confused as to why he has like one weapon 
and he had i mean he had to use the vacuum last time because it was out of convenience and it right. like was spontaneous but she's like yeah, your normal head he gives him a maybe, cudgel maybe <laughs> guns, <laughs> normal weapon this maybe, cudgel maybe but guns like, don't work on these beasts also, yeah, I can't. Yes. Re- I can't reiterate enough how hard it is to get guns in but England. You could, <laughs> like, police don't have guns. There's plenty Maybe of other why. better weapons. Like the rest of the world you doesn't have guns. You could have something with a blade, that's like true. a sword. True. Maybe why do you prefer- have to have a, just a cudgel? Maybe he prefers it. I know, but I can't admit that he's fought two distinct, different monsters in both issues i can't imagine that every time he faces something he can just bludgeon it to death <laughs> well maybe he's just that much of a badass i i really I like guess. these monsters yeah but anyway so getting back getting back to the plot getting away from why he's using a cudgel um so it starts to rain on them while they're cleaning up litter and so she brings these teens into the church to to give them some uh some some tea and biscuits oh because of course uh, the whole, the by whole time, using like a a fire hazard portable microwave or whatever right, right. space well, heater but space. The, 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 no. whole, the whole time they're, it's like they're, a cooking thing the whole time it starts raining and they're going back to the church oh, yeah. we keep cutting into like behind them there's this kind of adorable uh sea monster very adorable. who's following so cute. them so cute <laughs> and then at, at one point uh when billy goes he back so sad when billy comes out of the kitchen with the tea She's like, you know, I'm going to teach these kids what real, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes out and they're all terrified. And there's just this sea monster standing at the door, like looking really sheepish. No. But then we cut back to a much larger version of this sea monster crawling up out of the cliffs and getting into it with the older priest. And. uh, So it's a baby. And it says bronk. Uh, (laughs) Basically. So basically this this older priest beats this thing to death with a giant rock. It's about to. A in front of these teenagers, and then B in front of the smaller version. Oh, the of baby Seymour. one! Got to see and, and, and Billy kind of gives her a talking to. She's like, I, "I think you should explain to them exactly what your thought process is here, Reverend, particularly to this one." And she points at the younger sea monster, Aww. and then it cuts to the 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 Reverend holding the rock that he was about to bash the sea monster's head in with, and he looks just like you know, like what what am I at this point? What have I become? What have I'm I a become? monster. I love how at the end he shakes the sea monster's hand and then they just leave. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you almost killed this one's oh, dad man. or this mom or something. This is not where I was expecting this book to go. Yeah, it I was love very it. interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Now, now yeah, what's, where does it go from yeah, here? Now the I monsters are like, now the monsters can be solved with peace. Yeah, her, most of the it first was, it's really funny because he says, he says, our war with Satan's sea children is daily and it's real. We need to beat these horrors back, not invite them in for tea and biscuits. <laughs> and she's like, but what if they're not bad? But what if they're not? Yeah. What, what if, if they're, they're not, not monsters? Yeah. And that that was like the whole deal. And then at th- I love the end of this issue. I like how he he has a nightly cup of noodles when he's done uh, beating back uh, Satan's sea <laughs> hey, So now it makes me a feel big bad. Appetite. For, <laughs> makes me feel bad for the eye guy. Maybe, maybe he yeah, wasn't such a bad. He was just looking for his kid. Maybe he's looking for his other eye. Ooh, he yeah. could have been looking for his other eye. That's true. Hard to find with only one. Yeah, obviously he's no got. He's got no depth yeah, perception. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, oh, and then uh, I love the end of this. Yeah. So. It's funny because uh, Billy decides to go back to the Church of Satan to kind of consult with. Um, I, f- I keep forgetting the satanic. I want to call her pro- Millie, but it's not that. It could be Billy and Millie, but it's it's, it's not. not. It's not. I don't I think I forget so. what her name is. I think it starts with the name. Margaret. Yeah. Margaret. 
So she goes back to consult with her because she's like, well, if anyone would know about this, the yeah, children of the these deep demons, it would be them. And she kind of accidentally walks in on a black mass <laughs> that's happening. And she gets uh, it's right at the point where they're all about to get nude. <laughs> I, I love the guys like you're welcome to join you're welcome to watch and join in whenever you feel he's comfortable so polite. he's so nice about <laughs> all it all of them are so polite <laughs> yeah. except for the the weird guy from the first issue i hate yeah who's just like singing a weird song no he's he's, he's shredding, shredding. oh he's, he's shredding like, that's stop right shredding and i yeah, looked like, over squiddly diddly 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 yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's this interesting subplot that that we that we see through um like propaganda in the background yeah. of um like it's like say no to wind power yeah it's like no more eyesores and and then there's another one that's like promoting wind power so like what yeah and but the one promoting wind power is called renewcarist the high power of wind energy <laughs> yeah i thought like, is this it, is this is the is first this... time they've really said anything about this right yeah, but but anyway she, she walks out she's kind of shooken up and she kind of has a this conversation with the other the older reverend um and he kind of goes like you know you've done some some good work with these kids today and uh he also goes i i think i think you've earned yourself a cup of noodle <laughs> which is i feel like yeah he's, that's his like reward to yeah, her. yeah i think he's finally like turning around like oh, maybe this one will be different a little bit like that's him like kind of Okay. Op- opening up opening her. up a little yeah. bit yeah and she's just totally freaked out by this black mass that she just walked in walked in on she like can't get over it so yeah so there, there's this obvious um kind of clash between pro and anti-renewable energy because um we get a sneak peek at the cover of next month's issue and it's like all the main characters in the book holding each their uh, their own word in this sentence not in my backyard so is this anti renewable energy is that what i'm gathering i mean no. i'm definitely going to read the next issue i, I hope it's so. not i think there might be, i think it might be i don't know <laughs> it's it, it's i don't know because they just threw this in and like it's like the last two panels of the issue like yeah. so like they don't talk about it at all well until the, the, then. the teenagers mention it at one point subtly. oh do they yeah yeah okay but like it's interesting that there's this weird renewable energy subplot going on i wonder if it has something to do with the monsters I don't know. I'm sure it's displacing the monsters from the seafloor. That would be awesome. This is straight up. It's just Fern Gully. <laughs> <laughs> but that would make it anti-renewable energy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where it's. I don't want it to I, be I, that. I, I, I think. I, I think it's. It, it's kind of having this conversation with itself over over renewable. energy. Maybe it's pro responsible renewable. I mean, you just got to put it in the right spot. You don't want to kill these cool sea monsters just because you want some wind turbines. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where this goes. Or yeah. because I like it. It's it's so endearing. Um, um, I like this Billy character because she's she's kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she's she wants to do good. She but wants she's, to do she has a good heart. She yeah. wants to do good for her parish. She's also willing to open herself up to the Church of Satan and like be friends. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's awesome. Yeah, she's also nice. like strong willed. Like the because they kept saying that the other guys kept leaving and. She's like, well, it's fine. No, I'm, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna stick yeah, it through. I don't yeah. care if there's monsters. I, I like yeah. her approach, which is just, I love her di- attitude, diplomacy. Yeah. I feel like, I, yeah. we need more people like this. Yeah, I agree. People, because like you know, you can, you can be very strong in your own beliefs and your own way of thinking, but also be friendly with and open to people who aren't. I think, I think that's really healthy. That's yeah, just because, super endearing. Yeah, just because they don't believe what you believe doesn't mean they're wrong. Right. You can yeah. still like have a community. 
even right. though they do weird ceremonies that you don't like. Well, <laughs> <Reese Swanson, laughs> or weird to them, know? I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her experience at Black Mass was a little different than my experience at a Black Mass. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know that's neither own. here nor there. Yeah. I, I really like, I love the the art because I feel like it fits this character like in a weird, like it's very innocent in a weird way. I don't know how to pick, how to describe it. I really, I really like how they are drawing her and like in the world around, it, especially the little monsters. Cause they just, it's as so soon sweet. as they popped up, yeah. I'm like these monsters are people, this isn't a monster. Something, something's about to happen. Yeah. They, here that's gonna, yeah, <laughs> they were, but yeah, I mean, th- th- this kind of spoke to me. Um, uh, uh, d- d- quick share of a real life story. Casey and I went to a black mass last October. <laughs> yeah, we did. And um, th- there were there were people like Billy outside protesting it, and it was kind of it was silly and dumb. Well, not like Billy. Well, I mean like, Christians. Yeah. Well, ultra religious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're outside protesting, and and I kept saying if they just went in and saw what this it's was about, so silly. It was so silly. <laughs> was it just a bunch of people hanging out eating some snacks? Basically. <laughs> oh, all right. That's it was, lovely. It was like the, the tamest thing I've ever witnessed. Yeah. It's fair. Because <laughs> it, it, it was kind of, it, it was one of those things where it was like, we, we have to go see this because this, this kind of thing isn't often open to the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I've always been curious about what goes on in these things. And I want to see what's <laughs> happening. And then we got in. It's like, oh, it's just nerds. It's just the goofiest. <laughs> it's like cosplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it reminded me of just being in church. I was like, oh, we're in church now. Yeah, we're in silly church. Yeah, yeah the content. Silly reverse bit. church. Yeah, just reading from a different book. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. I I I brought uh Ra- Rachel with me too, my girlfriend. If if you've listened to TMNT Minute, you've you. you familiar with rachel but she was just like i just don't uh you're just gonna have to protect me from all the weirdos and i was like we are the weirdos <laughs> <laughs> yes but yeah and we all had a good time it was yes, fun, it was fun time. Right. we went out for food afterwards so was... there wasn't as much <laughs> we got some tapas we got some tapas <laughs> there, wa- there wasn't as much blood and nudity as uh billy experience there was, there was there's, a... there's some nudity but it was like uh, it was the the cast was was participating in the nudity not uh, the, okay. not the audience it wasn't everybody not everybody okay. gotcha um yeah there was no blood orgy unfortunately oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was just one of those like morbid curiosity moments i get like, that we got to check this out this could be fun and it was just dumb yeah it was silly but like it's one of those you did it you, you had to do it like it's if, a, if it's you didn't a, do it like you'd be mad you at still yourself have your communion wafer too right i do I, I, they were they were handing out communion wafers afterwards like, i don't How understand did you why get these? aren't you supposed to eat those i did yeah because it's communion come on guys body, I, i've been body of satan i've been yes. doing i've been doing a uh, an experiment to see how long it takes to decompose and i don't think it ever will it won't it's not made of anything yeah. it, dude i grew it's up zombie it's zombie jesus i grew it's the blood up of zombie i grew jesus. up a catholic that stuff is i you cannot convince me it's not just cardboard because it tastes <laughs> and it, they're cutting costs dude it's gross it's so gross it's not gluten-free i found out through research so yeah so that uh, i've uncomfortable share aside uh <laughs> i really enjoy steeple I, i'm 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 kind of fascinated by religion in general um especially the duality it it, it scratches the second coming niche yeah. it's the same kind yeah. of like but talking about like religion versus people versus uh, culture versus i'm not as into second coming though mm. I, I feel like second coming is a little too heavy-handed where mm. this is kind of i like the duality in steeple how you have the church of satan you have the established church and how they're kind of working together. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in second coming America, it's still just jerks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the villain so, is you know, America. <laughs> well, 
surrounded by Cornish people. Yeah. So I, I, I guess Cornish rappers. I, I guess there's that. Too. There's just the kind of quaintness of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it does ha- have a very like uh, uh, Good Omens kind of vibe. Yeah. It's such a BBC like, show. Yeah. No, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. I think you just, nailed it. But I, I like the characters. I like the. I like this whole world that they're building. And again, I, I keep coming back to it. I love the duality of this mm-hmm. book. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the spinoff for the uh, the rap scene that they have established in this issue. Can't yeah, there's going to be a rap off. Just a straight up rap battle. <laughs> that's going to be so good. <laughs> oh man! All right, so that's that's top picks. Let's let's jump into the the top stories today. Which um, one do we want to start with? I am dying to talk about Jimmy Olsen. Let's do it. Let's oh, do it. Oh, Jimmy Olsen. So I'll, I'll lead Superman's off with this. Pal. Jimmy Olsen. So I was behind. We've talked about at oh, least a yeah. couple issues. So I read all of them to catch up. I'm jealous. This book is awesome. Oh my God. It's so fun. It's it's so Every good. single panel of this book made me like howl with laughter. Yeah, I was I read this in in the waiting room as my fiance was getting her wisdom teeth removed. And I was <laughs> laughing to myself reading this in this waiting room. I'm sure these people thought it was nuts, but like this book was it's great. I, I was saying I was saying off mic, there's this this TV and movie trope that I can't stand of the mentally stunted adult reading a comic book and laughing to himself. And it's, I was that trope when I was reading this, just like howling. It's, it's got like a Zucker brothers kind of pace to it. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. Like every panel has at least one joke and some of them have like two or three. (laughs) Yeah. The first two pages, each panel was its own joke. Like it just, I guess at this this is Timmy Olsen, right? Doing yeah. his exposés. Irresponsible, irresponsible, irresponsible blogger Timmy Olsen, Olsen doing his jokes. Like these were hysterical. Uh, My, I think that the Batman wheel and the Joker thing, like <laughs> yeah, because so good. We get a lot of like kind of smash cuts of 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 different pranks that Jimmy's playing. You've been old snapped. <laughs> yeah, old you snap. got old snapped. I, so he's he, just, he has a catchphrase, but he's it's just, so good pranking the hell out of gotham city but my favorite was uh was yo 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 today we're about to find out how many jokers at the cookie pagoda till batman notices and then he turns around and looks at this crowd of jokers and he turns back to the camera and goes we're up to like 17 (laughs) (laughs) yeah the pacing we were talking about this off mic where it was um steve lieber uh did the art for the fix uh which is an image comic through with uh with nick spencer and the comedic pacing in the art in both of those, you yeah, can really tell it's that it's so, Steve Lieber. It's so great. Good. It's un- you can't describe how good it is. Yes, C- comedic, comedic timing is is really hard to convey in a medium like comics. Yeah, but, and some people really nail it. Yeah, like I I always said, um, uh, Calvin and Hobbes is the first time I like realized you could do that. In yeah, print. absolutely. Yeah. But like th- this t- just amplifies yeah this that. is the, the the creative team also it was matt fraction as steve lieber absolutely uh we didn't go well, no we, we, we did that at the top, did okay. at the top um, yeah so yeah so so matt fraction and steve lieber is a, is a dream team so when they announced this book i was like yes like ah they're together <laughs> that's so good they're, they're both so funny they're both so witty and brilliant with this medium and it's 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 really a match made in heaven in this like this book has been great all along but what i also love about this issue is um basically the the, the through the through plot even though you know, it's a, it's Timmy doing his terrible pranks. It's uh, it's Jimmy explaining to Lois 
how and why this happened. Yeah, how we got to this how point. How we got here. How he got so, shot, why he's in Gotham, all that stuff. Yeah, why he's Timmy now. Why why um, he's Timmy. <laughs> and first of all, she's, he's like, yeah, we get more likes and we get more clicks than I ever did as Jimmy and it's terrible and I can't stop. Yeah, he's but like, but <laughs> he, he finds out that he gets more clicks and he gets more likes. The meaner. The meaner he is. And it, by, by favorite illustration of this, it's a two-panel gag of him rolling a wheel down the street oh while simultaneously <laughs> smacking an ice cream cone out of a girl's hand. And then it cuts to Vicki Vale on TV giving a news report going, Batmobile has, I repeat, lost its wheel. <laughs> that, and there's a panel where he just shows up and he just starts yelling at Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, you're Batman. Batman, wait, you're Bruce Wayne. Are you Batman? You're Batman, right? <laughs> and he's just like, oh my God. It's just like... Uh, but like in the through the course of explaining it to Lois, we also get the timeline yeah. and all these stories that he, it feels like the first three issues was a lot of like one and two page stories that kind of felt non sequitur. Mm-hmm. Turns out they are all the pieces of the conspiracy that Lex is trying to kill Jimmy. So, it's so like, he thinks. Yeah. Well, so I mean, so it, and Lois chastises him for being like, look, you came up with the answer and then you filled in your own like, like evidence be a journalist and do it the other way yeah. um so, which yeah. is pretty cool i love the splash page of his cork board and oh my God, uh, yeah. the way you read it is like connected through yarn it tells you the direction to read the it was panel. really yeah. good pacing and it's yeah. like a small jimmy olsen is like climbing yeah, yeah he's like swinging around. And, then he, and he falls at one point <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and that explains like the full background of like that you've been getting throughout the other issues about the town and his ancestors and yeah why Luther there's like a blood feud and, between the luthers it, yeah. and the olsons exactly and then you kind of find luther yeah yeah but like all the people that died like the the doctor um that like they got like sucked into a black hole and then oh, like yeah. The, yeah like the guy that they gave him the wrong like genetic material <laughs> yeah. turned him into uh, a turtle also dead um the detective that arrested him dead yep. uh his his landlord slash attorney <laughs> uh yeah like like so he's like all these and, people are going missing or, or and dying himself. and himself and himself yeah he, yeah his, de- his, his decoy got shot decoy <laughs> yeah he holds up the picture in front of his face <laughs> uh, also we finally see the mayor of metropolis <laughs> who is indeed a tyrannosaurus rex a t-rex with a top head <laughs> <laughs> who is trying to do character. like who's trying to do like openings and stuff and like he can't cut he, he, can't, he can't do like a shovel or anything <laughs> yeah, he can't, they're like doing a breaking yeah, ground yeah. ceremony oh my god it's so and good. it's just one pa- it's like a throwaway panel too oh yeah. yeah you only see him it's for co- one panel yeah, he doesn't complete, even he doesn't even mention it no it's a complete throwaway yeah oh god like, yeah so if you're not like it's one of those like if you're not paying attention to this book, you're missing half of it. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. if not more. It's and then, nuts. <laughs> at the very end of the book, he like hijacks Lex Luthor's helicopter. Because well, for first Lois is like, you haven't told anybody about this, have you? And she's He's like, like, uh. uh <laughs> cut shows, to. Cut to him kidnapping Lex by by posing as his helicopter pilot with, with a fake with mustache. With his fake mustache, <laughs> of course. And then he's just like, yeah, dude, like you have, do you have any evidence? And he lays the whole plan out and he's like, Lex Luthor's like, yeah, I don't kill my enemies because they're like making them suffer. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I like them to it. see me win. I, they yeah. can't see me win if I kill, a, yeah. kill them. Like, yeah. why would I do that? And then he just, also, I'm Lex Luthor. And he just jumps out of the helicopter, <laughs> just like, parachutes like, out. Yeah, I know you, had a, you know how to drive a helicopter. You got what? this. And then just. <laughs> yeah, he only knows that because he was on the cover of a, of a billionaire pilot magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the last two pages because like, like the next page is like, you know, it's Lois Lane asking, "Hey, is this getting any worse? Who else are you told she finds? She's like, <laughs> she finds the Batmobile. Finds the Batmobile. He's like, does <laughs> does he know that you did this? Like, this and then he's so like, bad. is there anything else that you did? 
and like it pans out and the the uh the bat signal is now a superman symbol the signal uh showing into the night sky and she just why <laughs> and and this we, book is nuts and we know it's so fun. we know it's from the so solicit for next month's issue that it's all just a prank war between him and batman and i can't I wait cannot Dude, wait that's going that. to be i what even is that book gonna be Dude, I, I I wish I had the amount of power and control that Matt Fraction has yeah. writing this book with just anything in my life. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, seriously. Like, he either doesn't have an editor for this or he has an editor that just, like, he, really gets it. organized chaos. Yeah, yeah, he has an editor that read Hawkeye and was just like, yo, I love this. Just do your thing. Just yeah. go. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like what we were saying with, with X-Men and Jonathan Hickman, who mm-hmm. we'll get to in a minute. Like, he almost seems like he doesn't. Oh, he definitely like. I feel like Jordan D. White has the easiest job in the world. He just picks up the phone and goes like, "Yep, yeah, sure, yeah, okay." Yeah, we were saying that last episode. <laughs> he just picks up the phone and just says yes and hangs up. <laughs> That's his job. Yep, sure. I mean, I'm what sure, do you I, say, Mister Hickman? I'm sure he does a lot more than that. Yeah, well, he he just orchestrates the other people, making sure the continuity makes sense for Hickman. Right. He just gives Hickman free reign and then makes sure everybody is is on board. Yeah, there's just there's get just it so because many... there's a ship. Marauders, stop! Yeah, oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. There's just so many good little bits in here. Oh, like, all the jokes. It's just like we could talk for another two hours like, about. And just, even just the dialogue like, is so funny. It's so good. Like, I, I love. You Lois liked and subscribed to my blog, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> just like that. And guy. like the other one was like um, him just dropping an actual revolving door in front of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yes, yeah, incredible. And he, and, he, and he doesn't even know why he did it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I did this, but I don't really get the joke. And, and then. Like, <laughs> I love right after that, like after the Batman, the wheel, do all that other stuff. Like he has, what was the scepter he has? You were talking about cosmic rod. He has the cosmic rod, rod. but he flies into a food truck called the frying Grayson's. (laughs) I'm just like this, but like this whole time, like he's explaining this to Lois. He's been in Gotham. Like, He's like going crazy. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be this guy. He doesn't want to be a monster and he's just so successful. He's got this, he's going crazy. I think. Uh, the artist put up the thing, like the picture of him as Charlie Day from Always Sunny explaining the conspiracy. Pe- Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. And he's just going <laughs> nuts this whole issue on top of... Crazy board. On top of everything else. Yeah. I love board. the crazy board. Well, Lois I like that is, she replaces, she, she fixes his, his, you know... Wait, what is, she, what, what is the actual term that she uses? She says it. I can't remember. It's like, you know... A sociogram? I something? think that's what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. call what it actually is and they get through the whole issue and she ex- he explains everything. He's like, oh... No, this is this, this is a crazy this, this is a this crazy is board because you have no actual proof or evidence of this. <laughs> yeah, th- I like I like Fraction taking down conspiracy theories a notch because I feel yeah. like this world, like in general, like politics is just one big conspiracy theory and right. it's a nightmare uh, because truth is subjective all of a sudden and it, it's all because of conspiracy theories. And I like that he like makes a note to just be like, no, you found a conclusion and you've. You picked, built a story you around You picked it. the evidence to fit your conclusion. Exactly. Which and feels a lot like how this book may have been written. <laughs> I feel like Fraction may yeah, write a, a lot of books He started at the end and he went backwards. I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot of good miniseries oh, yeah. are kind of I feel like way. that's a lot of books we've been reading recently. <laughs> right. They yeah, just, this, this book is great. So much yeah, fun. So many great jokes. It's like it's reading four issues so of this at funny. once is seeing the lead up to the mayor reveal was very, very satisfying. <laughs> because they're all making little jokes it is it's such a throwaway joke but like they all every character seems to make it like even superman's like like he's such tiny they talk like how does he like 
how does he do it? He has such tiny arms. I'm like, okay, this dude's definitely a dinosaur. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's at first, like, oh, he's just old. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, I remember I was like, I, he might be a dinosaur. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's it's such it's such a good joke and it's such a great reveal. It's oh, yeah. the beauty of such comics because little... if you're paying attention, you got it. That's yeah. I love that yeah. it was a great reveal that they just threw away. Yeah, and they if they never go back to it, it's that'll be or he just becomes a, like he is the person. No, doing I hope it. they never bring it up. Or again. he's the mastermind. That would be fantastic too. But like that just seems too insane. I just like that at one point there were two dropped ice cream cone yes. jokes yes. on yeah. the same yeah. page. Yep. Like it, th- there's one where he's just driving past a movie theater with a megaphone. He goes, it was Manhunter, Manhunter. And there's a guy in the front of the crowd just throwing an ice cream and, cone Oh yeah, yeah, that's and right. And the Swamp Thing is the bouncer for a bar. For, for a swingers bar. For like a swingers bar. Yeah, swingers yeah, swingers bar. Yeah. Kinky, yeah. He has like, yeah. A, like a ball gag. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Such this is a such great. a this is a fun oh, it's so fun, fun book. It's so yeah, like fun. this feels like I think we were talking I don't know if we said it or like this is DC's Gwenpool. Yeah. Like it's just that level of nuts and it's so it's it's I don't laugh out loud when I read comics Me very neither, often. Man. And I was laughing out loud in a public place. Like I was like holding my stomach <laughs> laughing. In a yeah. waiting room, which couldn't be more awkward. Luckily I was the only one there, other than the people that worked there. But still, like I was I was just laughing to myself the whole time reading this. It's so great. Yeah. Uh kudos, Matt Fraction. This is it's, yeah. it's so fun. More Love please. Him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How do you, how long is this going? Twelve. Twelve ish. Yep. And we just got four. Yep. Oh man, it's gonna eight. get so much crazier. So there's no way this is Lex Luthor, right? It's going to be some insanely elaborate dinosaur. thing. Oh, dude, I wish. <laughs> I wish. It's Jimmy. Oh, no. I. You know what? It's obvious. It's clearly Starro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. X-Men? X-Men. X-Men. Dude. We made it. We got there. We got to X-Men number one. <laughs> Oh, Don't worry, we're gonna get sued by that uh, that Ukrainian TV show. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah, was Italian, right. wasn't it? No, I know she was Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this this Ukrainian cop drama that is trying to sue Marvel they because they just realized it's like a co- it was a cop show from the 70s. Yeah, suing a cartoon from the 90s. Because they just realized that they stole their theme song, and they definitely did. Like, I mean, it's the exact same well, theme song. It's a, it's in a different octave, and the, oh, the changes a, are very different. It's in a different octave. They're going they're going to win. Yeah, there's that there's that extra note. There's that. Right there, you no, see, it's it, different. It is, it is, it is a uh, look. I'm on Marvel's side on this one. It is a different riff. All right, all right. It's uh, very, very, very similar. Okay, Vanilla Ice. No, I mean, it's it's not even <laughs> as close as the Vanilla Ice thing. Vanilla Ice definitely ripped off Queen and David Bowie. He sampled it. This is completely different. They're also trying to sue Disney. So yeah, yeah. Good luck yeah, suing Disney, yeah, man. Good luck suing Disney. Ukrainian you're TV going show. up against the mouse. You are going to lose. He is a tough negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, RJ, Adam, Casey, can you just tell me what happened in this book? Because there was a lot. That you didn't I, read it? No, I did. But <laughs> you did, but you just didn't there was, get it. There's a lot of characters. Again, that don't we're really a know. family channel. I don't really I know. Can only explain what happened. I don't really so know much. who they are. I have I have been shouting at about this book into people's faces who have no idea what the <laughs> hell I'm doing. Just talking going to about. the store. Read X Men. Oh, like I was because I I read it like it was weird. I. Uh, there was a midnight release at our comic shop and I mm-hmm. went and, and grabbed it on, on Tuesday night and then read it at midnight and then had nobody to talk to. About <laughs> well, I always read my comics at midnight on Tuesday, so you can always text me. And, but like <laughs> I, I went to work the next morning and, and, and like just sat down and just heard of the person next to me. I was like, so X-Men. There, <laughs> there was also a small panic on Twitter for about five minutes because 
Jonathan Hickman was making a, a thread and he was like for the for 12 issues or something and people were like are you only doing X-Men for 12 issues and then at the end he's like I'm doing more than 12 issues <laughs> so like everyone had was about to like blow oh, up oh no yeah, dude, X, that would be so disappointing X Twitter has been so fun yeah that'd be, <laughs> that'd be an incredible mic drop he's like yeah you get 12 well Enjoy. yeah technically I'm 24 because he did 12 oh, he did 12 true. issue lead up to just a 12 issue run that dude. would be so, such a boss move yeah, <laughs> yeah and that feels like like we got to X-Men 1 and it's like all right, yeah, we've been living in this world now. Like yeah, it just this feels is, this everything is, status quo already. The door, which is yeah, nuts. he has opened the door to this is this is the reality, and yeah. now we're here. Yeah, he can actually write X Men now, and yeah, and now right. he can have fun with it. It feels a lot like he had fun with these characters. Like there were definitely like it's like funny panels, which there weren't any oh, funny yeah, panels. For sure. There were moments where it got funny, but there's also a couple of moments where there's some really really out of character things that happen. Like um, at one point, Scott calls Magneto sir. Yeah, that was a little weird. Which pulled me out of it for a moment. Yeah. Well, Magneto's interesting because he's just fully embraced God, Godhood. Well, yes. and yes. well, he's quotes. Well, they get back from a mission and like they're like, "Oh, good job, Scott." And then like Magneto walks in and all of like his alkalites the kids and yeah. everyone's are like, "Magneto, yes." Yeah, they're they, like worshiping, worshiping. Man. Like, I want to be just like you. And he's like, "I want to fight for the cause." And he's like, "No, child." I'm, I'm fighting so you don't. Also, I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, we're, we're getting a little too far ahead of the plot here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So what? Uh, I kind of was lost as to what this mission was. I, yes. It please. was the follow up to like they already they 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 sieged the like the um, mother mold um, in plant in space and they killed they killed themselves doing it. Um, so this is the follow up. Like this is the um, oh this is the rest of the organization. The rest of the organization. That's right. Uh, okay. And then so they this find is so then we of... we get a reveal of like the big baddie i believe like like the the blind engineer who yeah. is clearly like kind of like the new trask um i i don't remember if we caught his name or not but he seems like he's gonna be a cool like like recurring villain yeah and then they like get into this compound and they like i guess they i guess they're there to rescue some or to take them down but i think it well they're rescuing mutants so they have, they have mutants. mutants in like these like containment like cells uh evidently doing experiments on them and trying to like Alter, altered their DNA and and they have like a couple like bizarre anomaly mutants like there's this one girl who's like clearly like like trapped out of time and just kind of like has a small conversation with with Storm and disappears so that's a cool thing that'll probably come back I'm sure um yeah and then they it shows them like you know taking well there's a great line like she's that that character said like says there are wild gods loose in the world and Magnino's the only gods on this planet stand here before you child I was like. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> and then at, at one point he he cl- clears away all of the rubble when he's flying down because he didn't want to have to stand well, he, on. Well, he has Polaris do it for him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want them to be there when I land. So can you can you take the, care of this uh, for me? What's the other thing where Scott's like, I can't cut through this, and he's like, Yeah, let me. Or, oh yeah, because they figure out the door is like vibranium. I think he's like, Yeah, yeah. You, you won't be able to do that. So yeah, I got just, it. Yeah. They're really <laughs> elevating Magneto to be like the. You can tell Magneto is one of Hickman's favorites. Yeah. Oh and then yeah, there's for just, sure. Like, this, this army of apes that show up. <laughs> well, no, it's the <laughs> it's the, the it's doctors. The, it's all the people in the plant. They inject themselves and they t- they turn themselves in the apes. And there's a line it's like, "Be careful! All these apes have PhDs." Yeah, and then he's just like, "They're, they're sure to be savvy." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is and then he's ridiculous. just and then Magneto's just like, "I'll take care of this." And then he just shows up later and he's like, "How'd you take care of all those apes?" He goes, "Well, once I uh, established dominance, they all just killed each other." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like 
Wow. Yeah, I like that. The, like the ape thing was just like literally two panel throwaway. Like they handled it so easily. Yeah, they're like, really I feel like, showing Magneto's power. And here. also, I feel like X Men comics have always been like the fight to get ahead, the fight to keep from dying. It's always been that, and this really shows like. It was nothing to just blow through these like cronies. Yeah, like, they're they showing just, their true power. They it's just not a, won without yeah. contest, yep. like really easily. And that's not the story. The story isn't the battle. The story is like the politics. Yeah, yeah. But the the line about the apes, he goes, the evolutionary drawbacks retain just enough their their humanity for things to quickly become tribal. After I asserted my dominance. It didn't take long for them to turn on one another. But this all happened in like two minutes. Yeah, like I'll panel. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But yeah, so so then they they go back to Krakoa and his adoring fans and his, you know. We like, got this really interesting conversation with Cyclops and uh, Polaris. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, I could count maybe on the number of my fingers the amount of times that Cyclops has talked about being a father. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's more stuff. And he seems to be like really proud of that. Like he's that's a big part of who he is right now. Because like then they kind of cut later to like the family scene. But he seems like he seems to be really hanging his his hat on being a father right now. And I feel like a big theme in this whole issue is family. Um, like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. that is the theme in this issue. Oh yeah. <laughs> can we get can we get to the part now? Uh. <laughs> so so we 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 finally find out where scott is living which is the moon the moon he's like i figured i'd want to with view. like a lot of people well, all, the, well, all the summers is the the, the summers, summers is yeah who many of which were dead but are not now because you know resurrection yeah i don't even right that's why i'm getting so confused <laughs> there's this there's this great oh, you know do you remember the whole plot of house uh, and powers no apparently not <laughs> Who's this character that that Logan's hanging out with? It's, Vulcan. He's a star jammer, right? No, no. It's Vulcan, right? Vulcan. It's Vulcan. Yeah, it's the third summer's brother, dude. That's it's, right. He's the one Sorry. cooking the steaks, right? But yeah, that was such just, a good little. He's hysterical. There's this great panel where it's just a close up of a steak with tongs on it, oh. and then you hear Logan from off camera say, "Want to explain what you're doing?" And I, I saw that panel get tweeted a lot with me to Jonathan Hickman right now <laughs> <laughs> which I really like but he's like going on and on about how he's you know manipulating the fire and everything he's like no you're like overcooking my steak yeah I wanted it rare and he's like of course rare. it's Wolverine yeah. <laughs> but yeah then he, then he they have like a weird banter it's like you you put the meat on the fire and expect what the fire not to be fire okay so Hickman <laughs> he's has, like I'm going to fight you Hickman has <laughs> yeah. literally said the word in like in bold inferno at least three times. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. This one actually mayhaps a foreshadow. Yeah. There's Maybe. so many clues <laughs> in this book. Well, that's. I feel like he did that all throughout House of Powers, and we still didn't get it. You know what I mean? I he does. He, real, he tells you exactly. Really good at that. He he telegraphs you exactly what he's gonna do, and then you're shocked and a, yeah. like just mind blown when it actually happens. I'm I'm rereading the rest of this interaction, and it's so dumb, but I love <laughs> yeah. it so much because yeah, there's a, there's a funny there's like there's really basically funny like bits. I will give you your steak rare. He's like, thank you medium rare and there's like a big cloud of smoke i'm just like this is fantastic like this is so i guess wholesome i guess it's a good way yeah yeah, it feels like it's a family gathering yeah for sure yeah and then i like teen cable teen cable yeah. is good he's like mom i want to buy one gun that looks like this gun like yeah i don't even know who like a lot of these characters are Dude, but... the star jammers man okay. Okay. there's okay, some got it, summers got it. family there's some star jammers and i'm having a really hard time nailing down who's who me too because i'm not <laughs> super you guys gotta 
Reed Starjammer. Obviously. They've got the coolest name in comic books. <laughs> Starjammer. What does that That's even solid. mean? The Jam Stars, what? bro. Starjammers? <laughs> it's the best name for space pirates. I don't know. What's a Skywalker? <laughs> someone who flies? Fair. Starjammers are great. Yeah. They're space pirates. Yes. And then we get this really great interaction between Rachel and... Um, Oh man, you're breaking was, my heart. I know I am. Has, has sorry. She's, she's <laughs> yeah. my, I, always pro- I know her name, but I always lady. pronounce it wrong. There's, yeah. there's, some, there's some tension here. The, there is some tension. It's everyone's favorite skunk lady. Come on, got it. And and then and then we get the layout well, of the house. Well, b- before that, oh, um, I want to get to it as as a as a present to to his father. Scott gives him. A Kirkoan flower, so that he can teleport to this house anytime that so he, he can, wants. Yeah, he can That's plant it on his ship, right? Yeah, yeah. So that you know, it, it's interesting because like there are these vast di- distances that are all shrunk down by th- this. Yeah, this Kirkoan. they can literally be on the moon and then under the ocean and like literally a, a yeah. step. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, the really world cool... is getting much much smaller. I, yeah. Oh my! I think I missed this note that you're talking. The house layout. The house I'm, layout. I'm reading it again. Yeah. The sexy, so, sexy house layout. So we're layout. getting to the house layout. <laughs> this, this is what I've been most obsessed with with this issue, and this is what I've been like, like screaming. You're not at my alone. Coworkers about. You're not alone. So, <laughs> do you want to explain it? There's this floor plan, and it's it's evenly numbered. Um, it kind of numbers down, and it shows uh, whose room is whose, and it's pretty simple. It goes like from 18 to 10, but the last three get interesting so <laughs> it goes 11 12 and 10 and 11 is wolverine's room 12 is gene's room and 10 is cyclops room so in the original numbering scheme in in that scheme wolverine's room would have been in the middle in the middle yeah i don't know if this was an editorial choice to switch it so that gene's room is in Hickman the middle doesn't make any mistakes yeah but but anyway these three rooms are the only rooms that have open doors between them Mm -hmm. open doors uh, that don't seem to to close i did not redacted bungalow i did not notice that Mm -hmm. so there's sexy sexy times on the moon he just permanently wanted to be mooned well then they also say (laughs) yeah nice there's also this note um vulcan is bringing home Quite a few acquaintances from the Kunkoa mainland who have stretched the acceptable bonds of de- uh, bounds of decorum. <laughs> so Vulcan, on top of everything else, is having a lot of company over. Having a lot of parties. Really enjoying his time on Kunkoa so they're, far. They're following um, Nightcrawler's main rule. Of yeah, make make more, more mutants. mutants. <laughs> I, by means of a resurrection or other. I was I was te- yeah. I was texting with Casey while I was reading this too. I was like, I see a. Uh, unkillable Canadian cable in our future, <laughs> which would just sell so many books. <laughs> yeah, dude, unkillable Canadian Canadian cable. Yeah. It doesn't wriggle. Yeah, you know, it does roll off the tongue, but neither does Weapon H. Yes. No, the unkillable Canadian cable. So I, I sound that's definitely a comic book that needs to exist <laughs> with, with claws. <laughs> but but yeah, so so we've got we've got a, I, I I'll just say it a, po- a polyamorous relationship between Gene Scott and Logan, which is kind of it's been a long time coming. Yeah, a lot of people are having a hard time accepting it, but when when I saw that and when it kind of clicked in my head, I went, "Of course." Well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, not to go all like super political with it, but um, like ever, you know, like 
X-Men started out as a civil rights allegory, and as that has gotten better, um, it's become a queer rights allegory, you know? Yeah, I, 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 a lot of people have, have kind of said that it's always kind of been a sure. queer rights well, allegory. Well, I mean, that wasn't the the explicit intention. You know, Stanley wasn't aware of queer people it, <laughs> when he was writing it, it, but it definitely <laughs> does apply. It applies to any minority that is being, um, like, like, actively, like... Um, disenfranchised disenfranchised and 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 actively like uh hated and and murdered you know what i mean it's it's like any any like persecuted um minority you can fill the 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 blank onto what x-men you know because they're always just hated hated and feared and there was that whole story arc when they uh um set up home in uh san francisco yeah exactly i mean it was it was pretty heavy-handed back then but i mean this is heavy this is this is explicit and and so yeah so it makes sense like not only are there queer characters there's there's characters that uh break social norms of like traditional monogamy you know what i mean and like who better than the classic threesome like the love triangle and and, and there's been there's been tension between these three for years and and a lot of people have been pulling up panels from comics from like even back in like the claremont days Mm -hmm. where like Scott's saying to Gene, like, look, I get it. I get that you're you're attracted to him. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. You know, the and, and she's just kinda like, I don't wanna I don't want to talk about this right now, but they're finally like just accepting it. Yeah. yeah. And, which is probably the healthiest. This also explains the very sexy party scene from House of Palace. <laughs> yes, it yeah. does. With the the beer for the, sure. the olive branch. Which would really, just which it, just begs the question, where's Emma's room? I mean this whole thing <laughs> this whole thing really tracks with Hickman just seeing how muddled everything can be and just and just laying it just finally taking control and yeah. just yeah finally like, saying, you guys have been reading through the lines that this should be a polyamorous relationship well, not, not for even years. that but like just the fact that i i mean i don't know about other people i just don't care about uh Dr- the relationship drama yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's true that, that's just solves the and relationship just drama cuts a knife right through it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, oh my god people can be happy and have and like communicative uh totally fulfilling a- relationships with people outside of monogamy holy shit yeah. and in, just in, like- a, in, a, in a totally consensual way <laughs> exactly yeah. and yeah and just like okay we fixed it moving along more important things are happening right more more interesting things are happening you're you're completely right that's yeah that's a really good way to think about it yeah. he did that with with the the gold balls thing, being able to bring people back, gets rid of all uh, of the mess of like if someone dies, you have to have a whole thing about right. bringing yeah, them the back. What's the plot? D- yeah, the device yeah, we're going to use. And it's like you know what, comic books are more than than death and people being dumb about high school about relationships. <laughs> it's, it's just you know you can have all this. You you don't need to yeah, he, cover it up. He removed up the two dumb... crutches of bad writers. Right. Yeah. Relationship exactly. drama and and a death. Right. Yeah. He he's removed those. Like okay, uh, those are no longer things that we're going to talk about. Move on to better I writing. Mean, I, I, I've often I've often kind of uh, taken offense to like the whole unkillable angle because I, I always feel like well that removes the tension. It does. And it removes the um the suspense. It, it removes the tension if you're a lazy writer. Right, we and, are now realizing this is uh, he's elevating the medium. Th- this goes against a lot of um, storytelling norms that I kind of hold on to. Yeah, but it, in in a way that I'm excited about. That's why it's so exciting. Yeah, because you we can throw the book out the window. There's no predicting what he's going to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Any, anything's possible, and and he's willing to just scrap any anything he wants, mm-hmm. and and getting rid of this 
relationship drama and getting rid of this love triangle is mm-hmm. is such a, a cool move. Yeah. It's also so sexy. It's, it's a bit <laughs> sexy. Yeah, X Twitter is horny right now. Yeah. Can sense. you blame them? I mean, this sparked a whole conversation at the shop about who's who's the tops and bottoms and, uh, you know, a lot of fan fictions, I'm sure. I like, I like to think that, you know, they change it up. They yeah. switch it up every switch, once Switch hitters. Yeah. Like a good switch. Yeah, they're switch hitters. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, this is getting a little too far. But, I mean, like, it... What what's what's cool about it to me is he did this with a floor plan. He yeah he didn't even talk uh, about it. Yeah. He he hinted at it in the party scene. Yeah, and there's a floor plan. And also number one, why is Wolverine even living there? That and then, the and then the floor, that would be the only exactly. reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it, it's interesting to me because like I, I've I've read a lot of different takes on this. I've read a lot of really bad takes on this. Yeah. Uh, people are upset and, and people are like, oh, now it's getting pornographic, but it's it's not. It's, it's literally like, a floor plan. Everything barely pornographic implied. is in your head. Right. It's barely even implied. Uh, yeah. Hickman graphs are my porn, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific kink. So yeah, it's, it's you know, it, I, I like this normalization. I like the, the, the breaking of the tension. Mm-hmm. I just hope this it doesn't turn out, out to be some dream, you know? Oh no, it's not. It's not gonna be Dallas on you. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna. Oh, it was all in a snow globe inside the. Uh, what was that? With General Hospital or whatever. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's obviously not that. He's too good of a writer. To yeah, do that. we've already established this is the reality. This is the world we're on. We're on life but, ten of Moira. But there, there are weird things about it that make me yeah question the reality. Like, like uh, Scott calling Magneto sir was very strange. I think part of that is the manipulation of that Moira is doing. I think yeah. she's molding yeah. these people. If you, it's cult like. It's if you, they have a cult. Well, but but you, then it then it then it begs the question, is this really Scott Jean and Logan? Which is what I've been saying yeah, all if, along that Xavier. If you look at how Scott was with Xavier and Magneto from the beginning of House and Powers, that he's very much Subservant. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's very much like, like okay, whatever, he's I'll do soldier. your bidding. He's yeah, been, he's he's been housebroken. Yeah. Well, that's, right. everything is very cult-like. Of, maybe, we've been saying that since the very first panel of House. It's, yeah. it's maybe like, it's his guilt from murdering Xavier. Yeah. yeah. But this also, literally you know, like six years of a whole, and like a whole Bendis run and multiple runs of Scott uh, being called a traitor. Yeah. And yeah, he has so, to like and show his allegiance. And a genocidal monster. Yeah. But they could re- with uh, with the whole Phoenix thing. But yeah. they can reset all that. Yeah, I mean that was it was great. And they're all positive. We know these people. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Scott well, was right the whole and the, time. And that goes back to what I've been saying is that everyone has this like undying um, trust in Xavier that he's not putting things into their head when he resurrects them. Right. Because yeah, they're being lied to. Yeah. Well, no, and I'm, well, they're be, number one, they're being lied to. But number two, couldn't he just make him a better lapdog when also, he puts him back in? In the, these, you, know, you know, these like cults, don't question my authority. He's absolutely you know? doing that because. Mo- the issue with Moira saying she's molding these people and changing them. Obviously, that they have to be doing that to get everyone in line to do exactly yeah, what she needs them to do. Yeah, because someone would be questioning the ethics. Exactly, so someone she, would. That's what be, she, yeah. I think. That's absolutely what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's if if I've if I know anything but about cults, these things don't usually end well. Doesn't end no, well. No, they don't. No. Yeah, something's something's gonna give, and I think it's gonna be when. They see, when they bring out the big tub of flavor aid for everybody. <laughs> Good job, flavor aid. Nice. Not not Kool Aid. Yeah, everyone but Kool-Aid gold gets a bad rap. Everyone but gold balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh gosh. So uh 
Yeah, that's last week's books. Jeez, this has been a this has been a ride. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, so, what's everyone looking forward to? It's a big this week. week. Uh, Marauders. Speaking of X Men, yes. I'm really excited for Marauders. I'm, I've been dying Bring for some this more Red Kitty King. Pride, man. Oh, Kitty I love Kitty. Pride. I love Kitty and um, Lockheed. So that's cool. Yeah, um, who doesn't like Lockheed? Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, uh, whether she knows it or not, Leah Williams is uh, her yeah. amazing Mary Jane when is coming out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got criminal. Always, a, always. Can you get me fired? <laughs> uh. um, oh, for me personally, uh, King Thor and Valkyrie in the same week. That's a that's a double double oh, hitter that's for good me. For you, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to Mary Jane, GI Joe, and Money Shot. Oh, yeah, nice. Money Shot looks great. Second um, coming is out. Mm-hmm. You are obsolete. So, I don't know anything about this, but Count Crowley, Reluctant Monster Hunter. That sticks out to me. That, that's All an right. Adam book. If that I've checks ever seen a one. lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second, yeah, you said second coming. Strike Force number two. Nice. Oh, we nice. talked yeah, about Strike that. Force yeah. is great. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, my usual picks popping up in here. Um, Immortal Hulk twenty five, which I hope to catch up on by the time we get to yeah. next week's. Yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a light week for me. Yeah, some good stuff in there though. Just some Spider-Man. Uh, Swamp Thing Giant, I might pick that up. Yeah, the, some of the creators on there. I've been reading the Giants because most of them are like reprints and stupid stuff, but like there's a Mark Russell well, they, Swamp Thing story. They in there. always have new stories. Yeah, but like this one has creators that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... <laughs> I, have, I haven't been paying attention to the other ones, but this one I bothered to look it up. <laughs> and uh, there's a Mark Russell Swamp Thing and I am like on the Mark Russell train right now. So. Oh, and then Batman Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've go. been reading that. We talk about that. Yeah, so that should be. Cool. We can see who. And Curse of the White Knight. We can find out. Sounds who, so excited. We, we can find out. We, we can find out who lasts this week. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is all of us. Yes. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and yeah. all of you. <laughs> it's all five of you. <laughs> oh, Paul Jenkins, Black Adam, Year of the Villain. That sounds great. Yeah. Awesome. Also, I, I I I threw this out there last week, but uh, we have a listener group on Facebook now. Yeah. So we're trying to uh, to interact with you guys. Come hang out with us on Facebook. Yeah, if you sh- if you just search Tales from the Short Box, I'm sure it'll be the only thing that pops up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's our only Facebook presence. So uh, yeah, we wanna we wanna know who you are. Yeah. We've been trying to figure out who's listening to this show. Yeah, and we we like tell us your pull list. What are you excited to read yeah. this week? You know, talk to us about comics in yeah. real time. We might even mention some of the conversations that happen on the show. I would love to have like a listener be, corner. Yeah, I would love be, to do oh, that. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So please. Talk to us. <laughs> Tell us what you think. I'm so I'm so lonely. Please please please, please validate us. <laughs> I need more friends. <laughs> so uh, unless anyone has anything else, no, nope, that's I think it. That, uh, I think that covers it. So that's uh, that's it for last week's comics. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. If you like what you hear, you want more, please support us by going to duelinggenre.com/support. Not only will you help us keep the lights on here, but you'll get a whole bunch of stuff from other Dueling Genre podcasts as well. And please, please, please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.